what you do Cause it's called the Get Fresh Crew You review the books Get shaved and dirty looks Now that wrong town just say poo-poo Poo-poo Hello and welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea And I'm the purveyor of positivity, Jim Warner and this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 482. 482. Did I throw you off saying I'm going to be positive, Eric? Is no, that no. no. <laughs> I'm used You're to lying to You're sweetheart again. <laughs> yes, uh, lying uh, out the wazoo. Hey, all you weirdos. It's going to be a rough one. We have six books. I hear that's a plethora. I, I, I'd love to say that it's you know one better than the next. We'll have to see. I'm sure that some people have some favorites in the books we're going to talk about. Now, when we get to it, I will point out that there are some people who think that this is a golden week eric not just a, a golden, golden age week. but a golden week it is i was hoping uh yeah so was i but hey you, you win some and you lose some but hey everybody we'll be going through this we'll have some fun with it hopefully i'll try to stay awake i'm having problems eric there is a huge adderall you? shortage i don't know if you realize that and no wow would i short and me go together shortage is not great so what they have done is they decide I'm like an eight-year-old and they put me on Ritalin, Eric, and it's not it's not doing well. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with me. It's not going well. It, it just isn't. I think, uh, I don't know. I think I may end up going completely insane by the end of the night, but I'll blame the Ritalin, not the Ritalin. Books. But hey, yes. I didn't know adults were on Ritalin. I know. That's what happens. There's this big shortage. I, I don't, it's such a weird play. They end up saying that it's because People are getting like doctors are just prescribing shit out the wazoo, right? They're like, hey, they you do. know, you get this, They're you get that. Dealers. And because of that, though, and because of what Adderall is, controlled substance, all that stuff, the manufacturers, they're only allowed to manufacture a certain amount. I did not realize this. But when you end up having too many people, obviously, supply, demand, there's trouble, Eric. Uh, so they ended up giving me this Ritalin. And uh, like I said, what am I, a six-year-old? I, I think I was on like Ritalin in the third grade, and I got off pretty much, uh, pretty uh, like quickly because it gave me terrible headaches. Even if it did anything but say, fuck your brain. Fuck him. That's what it seems. It seems to be saying to me, like, uh, make you sleepy. <laughs> I'm so sleepy. Dr. Sleep I'm not blaming arrived. the riddle on this. Well, it may not be. I, I didn't really go to sleep last night, though. And I didn't take it yesterday, and I couldn't go to sleep. I took it this morning. And yeah, maybe I do have headaches. I don't know where. We'll see. I think a lot of you the things. Know. I don't know. I think a lot of the things we're going to be doing tonight is a bit of a headache, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But headaches. hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. Go over to our Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Right? That's what it is. Also, go to our yeah. YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics, and our Patreon, Patreon.com. Weird Science, which will give you a lot of shows, but also help us out for everything we do. One of the biggest things that we end up doing each Thursday night, me and Eric get together for our DC Comics Patreon Badass Spotlight show. And this week, the Great badasses title. of the Get Fresh Crew, they they ended up in, you know what I'm doing that? I'm actually giving, like, I'm trying to get the truckers to, to honk, right? And then maybe, like, pull into the alley for a little Tim Drake, no. Robin, number eight, Eric, and also Green Arrow, number one, the big Dawn of DC book. I like that the a little more than you. Yeah, I, I agreed. 
I also thought about some of the things you said about some of the, you know, we need to get some things filled in the blanks and things. I do agree. But it, it had that feel. It had finally something that really felt new and fresh and, you know, but we got to figure out Fresh why. Got to figure out why some of these things are happening. But as a number one issue, I did like it. And then we had that Tim Drake. All right, it's almost over. I love the idea because last issue of Tim Drake number seven, we had that debate: was the building actually on fire? Right. So this yes. this issue, we had the debate: were those motorcycles riding on the ocean water? Jesus cycles. And, and the thing about it is. Those should never be debates. These things should really be able to be told, and and you should be. Where were you, Jesus? <laughs> I was driving the motorcycle the entire oh my time. God, and and really, in that book, they've turned water into diarrhea. Is what happens, Gross. Eric? You know, the worst kind of deal. Ah, uh, holy moly, it, it was bad. But we had fun talking about it. I do worry about tonight. We have some pretty shady books. We'll see if we can find some fun but we will definitely try to do that but in that also before we head off to the bad asses uh another thing that we do over on our patreon just to shout out something that will be starting tomorrow me and my man matt dr matt uh we'll be doing our events podcast and we're going to start anew and tomorrow we'll be starting a dc deal cosmic odyssey by jim starlin and mike mignola i'm wondering did you ever read that that seems like something you might not have read Back in the day. The title sounds familiar. I actually don't recall it, though. It, it has, uh, you know, some fourth world stuff. It, it's, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I do know what you're talking about, but I definitely skipped yeah, out Yeah, I, I figured you would have. But it is uh, Mike Mignola doing the art who does the Hellboy stuff. And it, it kind of, he has a little bit of a blocky style as well. So it's sure kind does. of a fun feel to kind of go fourth world. But it's wacky. I ended up reading the first issue that we're going to be talking about tomorrow. I'm like. Ooh, there's no way Eric would have enjoyed this. It's got Etrigan, he's rhyming and stealing. You got Darkseid and everybody from the fourth world. Oh, my goodness gracious. But we're going to be doing that. But back to the badass spotlight. Those books, those two books, each and every week we have that spotlight. Two books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Erin, here it is. Their deal, Eric. I think this is probably loud. Holy moly. Okay, it isn't. Well, I hope that I'm not yelling uh, as I do. We're having problems with our recording software, which that seems to be, you know, normal, Eric. But here we go. Once I can load this up, now I don't even know what's happening. Brian Trevitt, or as I like to call him, Trevitt. Eric K, Double K, Jeffrey Group. Zach Walker, Stephen Bat Dad Mitchell, The Annihilator, Ted Probes, I Love Punchline. I really do, Eric. Uh, that is from the bottom of my heart. Stuart, Michael S. Cam, I wish we did have that book this week. Uh, Matt Razor, Demon 3000, Niels T. Wart, David Fink, Stephen Baum, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me. Michael G. Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky. All right, here we go. I, I think I'm going to... This shouldn't be that hard, but now I think it's not, that it's not. What's wrong I with need you? a hard one. But I there you go. Well, the thing is, I thought that maybe it was a need a hard on, but spelt with an umlauted e. Is what I thought. The oh, isn't there? Well, there you go, Eric. Shager. <laughs> the, the song's gonna run You're out. You're on Ritalin. This should be easy now. It, it no, it's not. It's it's trouble, Eric. <sighs> I, I just want to just sit here and just cry is what I want to do. 
I'm, I'm going to get over here then. Feel fear on the fat odd Ruben. Carlos, Ruben, a big Doom Patrol fan, not a fan of the sure current is. series. Uh, Carlos, no Wolf Marv, uh, Matt uh, Rapier, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew in Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Batman Beyond, Mark. I was supposed to do the cartoon show with them this past week. We'll try to get to that next week. Eric is what we'll do. Be Muir, Brandy Murray. Up there, up in Buffalo, he says that he's happy with their tight end acquisition in the NFL draft. I, I just want you to know that. And Double A Ron doxing his ass in Minnesota. All time shout out to all time greats Rob Lewis and Reggie. I ended up reading a review of Reggie's today. Get this song off there. I ended up reading a review of Reggie's for uh, an issue of the Lois Lane, Superman's girlfriend, uh-huh. Lois Lane. Remember when he would do those reviews? It kind of did drive us oh, yeah. nuts. Retro reviews. And they were the retro reviews, but remember he would just have a page and then like one line and another page. <laughs> it was funny the way he did it, but a lot of cursing in that. He had the mouth of a sailor, but the heart of a saint, Eric, is what they say. Oh, yeah. A saint. <laughs> See, you're making me laugh now. Thank you. I am now going to be more positive. Maybe the real one's kicking in. You, you would think, too, that if you had like, you know, a three third grader as you were you had this like little dosage right and then here's me large and in charge i come in i'm an adult yeah, I'm a man dosage. i'm a man eric i think, I think we're about the they same size me, from third they gave grade me to you a now dosage i'm like what i think that's the problem i think i'm having the withdrawal sir <laughs> i don't know well, i was a big boy well, it, yeah you were actually probably you had more but yeah i i haven't had the adderall it's been out since the beginning of this month and then they decided finally that they got to do something riddling Eric, that's what they decided, but we'll see. I don't Crack know. Crack cocaine. Maybe the cocaine. I think I'm going to. No, I think I want to use that cocaine. Uh, can't maybe. afford the cocaine. Yeah, I can't afford shit. I can't, Eric. But <laughs> there you go. There's the intro. We might as well get into the shit show of books. I will try to stay positive, Eric. I'm relying on you to prop me up, up in the air. Maybe I can ride you like a horsey. We're doing dirty dancing or something? What are we doing here? You can throw me up. I wouldn't trust your athletic ability to do that. <laughs> you should I not. would be so in trouble if you tried to. First off, you wouldn't be able to throw me up, right? You look at me and throw up, but you wouldn't be able to throw look, me up. You have to run to me and jump. I'm not expecting to get much air on <laughs> that. You have such a low center of gravity, and you're so dense. Got these noodle arms. Yeah, yeah, it'd be trouble. First off, I'd run. I'd have to stop. You're like, you're just running across the ballroom. You don't have to stop for a break. It'd be funny. You look over and you first look over. I'm there at one of those tables with like the guest on there. Then you like turn away, look back. Now I'm eating dinner rolls. <laughs> now He's now getting I guys. have a whole plate. The show, the show will start very yes, soon. it will. So, hey, everybody. That is the intro. Hopefully we can keep going with this stupid software and all this stuff. Have some fun. Welcome to the shit show. We're going to go off and start with the books right about now. With an ancient deed in their hand Walking through the streets of Gotham in the rain They brought a big guy with them they call Gil Ten Claw He's 
got the old asthma running in his veins. Ow, werewolves in Gotham. See two fish standing at the door. Does she not go in? Ubu got mutilated last night. Werewolves and Gotham again. blood eric is what i say i'm i'm upset i mean i already said it before but that that we're going to be play, being able to play that song for years to come <laughs> it seems but not not enough wolfman in, in not this enough issue a lot that, of things. the wolfman yeah, like a semblance of a coherent script there. <laughs> is what, I'm actually, what the hell is <laughs> even that? Oh my that? god. You ended up telling me, and we'll be doing that last in this section because I'm throwing shade. shade. Nobody's even going to know that. I actually suggested putting Detective at the end of the podcast, but maybe by then we kind of forget about it. But hey, with all that, forget about it, is what forget I say it. when I'm a cabbie. Yeah. Uh, but. The idea where I was getting ready to do some stuff. I had already read Action Comics and the whole Revenge of the Gods yesterday because uh, I was going to do videos and stuff with them. So I had my timing or whatever. So we're talking. I sent you a message. Okay, we're going to do this. What do you want to do? And you said, listen, if you haven't started reading, <laughs> you know, you know, we're usually starting at the same time. And you said, Look, you it's like two thirty. Start now. Start now. <laughs> like, we're getting we on at six thirty. You're going to need the time, especially when you hit that DC. And with that, we only have, you know, a couple books. It's reasonable. It's more than sometimes what we usually have. But the thing is, you said, did you read Detective yet? I'm like, no, no, I haven't. You're like, you better start now. You better, you know, allow about two and a half hours. Double and dose that Ritalin. And, and so when I'm reading it, you already had thrown me off. Because usually <laughs> I when nothing. I get to, well, when I get to a book like that and I'm reading it, I, I assume that it's just me that, you know, I can't concentrate. I ended up, and I told you this, I read a page twice. This happens a lot with me. It's one of those things if you do have attention deficit and, you know, you're reading and then you look out the window, then you're thinking about grocery, you know, that sort of thing. And then you go back to read and realize, oh, no, no, I already read this page. I actually did that, but didn't realize I read that page until the end. That's almost impossible. I just had read the page. It's such nonsense. Then I'm like, oh, oh, I read this and I saw the art. And really, if anybody tells me the art's great detective, I couldn't tell you. I was too busy trying to understand these <laughs> things, these these symbols you know put together. I can understand right? that. Yeah, I'm like, at the end, I thought I had to go back and just page through the look at the art because I did not know what the hell was going on. But we're not going to start with that. We no. have been starting with Action Comics, and rightfully so. It's one of the better books. Now, we talked about this, and when you ended up saying even The Green Arrow is kind of the first kickoff book to a real Dawn of DC. We, this is still the headliner. Yeah, we weren't throwing shade. It's just that this is still continuing some stuff, the War World stuff, the Philip Kennedy Johnson stuff. So it didn't feel like a fresh start, as Not you said. Not a brave but it's new still, world. 
the Superman books have stepped it up, which is it's great. I really am happy with that. And Action Comics is pretty good. But before we get into these, if you want to read the reviews for these issues, you can go over to WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Check those out, mainly by Gabe. And then you can go over to our YouTube channel where I do some videos as well. And that's the Weird Science Comics. I didn't mention it before, but all those will be in the show notes. Clickable links, as they say, down at Nobody the five and dime. Eric, but eh, you might be right. No, you, you got me depressed. But then just I go just to YouTube have. and look up Weird Science Comics, and you'll find the deal. I've been doing some stuff, and I will give a shout-out. I've been getting some positive feedback, which I always crave, Eric, like it's Need a it. drug. I do, but it also helps me you know, get inspired. Sometimes you, you start doing things, and as Eric knows, I will Godzilla shit. And then once you, got, you, you think, oh, man, I think I overdid it. I got to that point last night. I'm like, I think I put out seven videos today. That might be too many in one yeah, day. Yeah, space it out, maybe. The funny, too, is there's all those, you know, things that are like, okay, this is the way to do it. You only have one video a day. You release it in middays. Last, I ended up, Action Comics, I put it one at a.m. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm bucking the trends, Eric. Then I wake up today, or actually, I kind of got up. I was laying in bed. And I go, and I'm like, oh, this is why. You don't release things at 1 a.m. I see. I see the results. But go check those out and, you know, maybe tell me how I'm doing. Because I wouldn't know. But we're going to jump into this. As we said, one of, if not the best book right now going. What are we talking about here? Action Comics number 1054. And our first story is written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art by Max Rayner, Matt Hearns, and Dave Sharp. And we're continuing our Metallo story. And if you remember from our previous issue, when John Kent had the babysit the super twins for a little while he kept his he didn't have his eye on the ball as much as he should have because oh no had gone off from watching tv with these blue earthers and decided well it's time to fuck shit up so all of a sudden the superboy and oslo to go i'm sorry superman because i, I still would have called john superboy i don't know why i said this here is the thing this is what i decided and i said this in the video because they're in the same book it throws you off and i don't want to say cal l superman I, it uh-huh. just feels like he he deserves more respect than that eric I call Superman in this Superman. I call John John. That's okay. where I decided. John I boy. Not saying that we are dissing John by we, we understand that he's Superman. It's just that it's a pain in the ass having two Superman. And I do hope that we get some sort of difference in name. I don't know if they will. Uh, we'll have to see. But you go on. I just wanted to point that out that I've run into that problem as well. Talking about it. it's almost like when you talk about Nightwing and you don't want to, you know, keep writing Dick. Dick. When you're writing it, but you don't want to keep Richard. saying that. Right? And you're like, and then Dick goes downtown and finds some good times, right? You know <laughs> yeah. Eric, yes. Uh, but uh, you continue. But we find out that all of our worries in the, in the finale to last issue was, you know, unguided, unjust, because it turns out that authors oh, saw something we didn't see where the people that were causing the problems down there were Metallo's Necro Army. So everybody that we, we were going to... I, we thought we we're going to go and say, like, that's Super Twins. They're no good. Maybe they could decide. Maybe they weren't that bad when this little girl came and wrecked house because these are all Metallo baddies. But I still feel that there's going to be, like, a weird media spin by the end of this, even though it's not even talked about a little bit here. And here's the thing. It reminded me of the Superman, the truth story, the original one, or one of the when original When he punched ones. a cop. Back when you ended up having Superman, you know, fighting a cop, and then you find out, oh, it's an alien. You yeah. know, and, and people lost their mind for that whole month. And I even said way back when, like, we're not seeing the right thing here. It's yeah. not going to be it. The problem, what you're saying, I think it's completely justified. First off, 
we're going to we're getting to a point where and this is something that is a bit of a nitpick for me in the books. I do want to see how the whole world feels about these refugees, because what we're really getting, you know, news reports. But what we're really centering on is Blue Earth and they're the yeah. hate group. So I don't know. You know, they Strictly might not metropolis. be. Yeah, and they may not even be people following them, but maybe they are. But the thing is, you wait till the Blue Earthers find out about Palmyra City. I'm t- yeah, really. I, I the, the thing with me though is if I'm sitting there and they're like, "Oh, don't worry, that little girl there, she that that was a drone." I'm like, I don't care. That little girl just wrecked that house. That little like, girl with the power of a god. Somebody has to do something. Like this might the next time it might be somebody. So. There could still be a lot of trouble from this because it is being brought. And I don't know how much the broadcast is like, oh, don't worry, people at home. That's just a drone. Like, who knows? They may have cut the commercial, right? Even like, hopefully the thing is now that Superman's identity and the rest of this, like the Kent family's identities are back under wraps with Lois Lane being the editor in chief of the Daily Planet. Maybe she's able to go and tell people exactly what's going on through that. And then it's fake news over here. So you're, and you're stuff saying going that on. she's going to spin her own fake news. I got you. No, no, I got spin you. the truth. <laughs> yeah. It somebody be. has to. Well, somebody does have to. It would be funny because, like you said, the identity is back. And all of a sudden, everybody's against, what do you love about this Superman, Lois Lane, you jerk? But Well, he saves my life like every other day. Yeah, really, it is true. And and Jimmy takes a lot of photos as well. But, yeah, you end up having John come back. And I did like the idea that John is real concerned for the super twins. We had that play that you said, you know, they're worried that, oh, you don't like us. And he had that little smidgen of it. We actually wanted to see more. Wanted to grow and fester. Well, I wanted a festering thing to happen here as well, because once this happens, Philip Kenny Johnson, first off, he didn't get no memo that John doesn't haul ass and, and kick butt here because he does let loose. As he should. They're drones, but still, I like They're seeing him dead do metal. that. I like seeing him do that, right? Dead metal. What do you mean? Like Guns and Roses? Eric, you know, grunge, it took it down. <laughs> uh, but with that, I do like seeing him punch the shit out of people. And you also end up having the Super Twins doing it again, though. Is this something that people will see and think, oh, this is a power beyond anything that should be out and about. This should be controlled. I'm telling you, I want people to come on, do those weird like news broadcasts like we had in The Dark Knight Returns back in the day, where the idea is you just go through the book and people are giving their opinions on the news. Where, look, I'm not saying that. Remember, remember back like 20, 15 years ago when you'd have those videos and pictures of people with their children on leash? I'm not saying I agree with that, but maybe Superman should have these kids on a goddamn leash. Yeah, remember that? I remember when I first saw a kid on a leash in, a, uh, in the mall, and right away it was always, oh, well, they do that in France. I'm like, mm, you know what? They do a lot of shit in France. I ain't France, but I ain't France. Quoted yeah, Jim Werner. I ain't Winter. France. Right? What am I? <laughs> I ain't France. Yeah, I always think of the Sound psychiatrist bite. from The Simpsons as one of the guys who was the talking head in that dark. Doctor Dr. Monroe. Films. Yeah, Doctor Monroe. I always think of the one guy. He kind of looked oh, like, like Doctor Walper. Yeah, no, nah, I'm telling you right now, I apologize. This Ritalin somehow is hitting me hard now. <laughs> so here we go. But it, it just got on top of me. I, I did, just like you on a Wednesday. Oh but you end up where, you know, John and the Super Twins, they are holding their own, but they want to get like, hey, tell your master to come here. Tell the And Mattel's like, screw it. Okay. And he does show up and he just wallops John. Boom, tubes the kids away. Superman shows up like, just in time to be just late 
And he's there and him and John take care of some other guys. Now, this is where I thought we might get a little bit of that fester that you want it where. And I do like this. And I'll tell you, I think that this isn't a, it's not very subtle, which I don't mind up until this point for quite some time. If John said something and he wanted to do something or he said something with some way, you'd always have his father defer to him. People were getting annoyed by it. the idea of, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. This is what we should do. I like that Superman steps up to protect his son here because he sees that John is maybe wanting to jump into this something time, he's it's not personal. quite ready. Uh, but I also just like it like, listen, kid, I got to do sh- you have your own solo book. You know, I have a- another one as well, but this is kind of my deal. But he says, you stay here. I'm going to go get the kids. And John keeps saying, no, 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 I'll get him. I swear to God, John was going to say, listen. You don't have a real great track record of finding kids in our family Ooh. that are in need. I really thought that maybe he would get upset at the He's end. He's already like, passed his rebellious phase. We missed all that. I just wanted to think, oh, where were you when I was in the volcano? Look at you going off like this. I thought and that honestly, might that might be something. something that sticks and lingers with John going forward. Because while it felt like he got over the idea of being, you know, jealous of the super twins because of the, like the life that they're going to lead that he never got to maybe even the idea that superman is so quick to act when they go missing and he's like maybe this is something that will continue to fester and just be this whole thing in the background that john has to deal with and eventually maybe we'll get some drama out of it it would be funny if they come and they really you know hash it out and then superman just says like you weren't gone that long for us like, yeah i don't know granddaddy had you what else i gotta do I mean, he thought that Nightwing was going to show up and save him somehow. I I don't get. But, yeah, he ends up and Superman goes off. And it's a good play because you want to have Superman go and face Metallo. And when he does end up, yeah, I love when he's listening to the heartbeats. He's like, okay, I hear this. I hear this very faint one that probably will die. That's Perry. And then I hear the kids and then a machine. It's pretty cool. I actually like that spread. Page. Something looks great. monstrous. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes on and, and even seeing him so angry right there, like if it was a Bendis book, he'd go punch asteroids right there. But well, he's going to go off. You got to get your action in. <laughs> I, I'm telling you that the way when he gets there and you end up having, having Metello and he looks like shit. And he's, he's like, Mattel, on, what's happened to you? I mean, and he's on just a, almost like a, a bane on a throne of just skulls and broken down deals. And just a bunch of necro drones that are torn oh apart my God, below it's him. It's just awful, right? So he does end up saying, like, holy crap, like, you look like crap. But what ends up happening, he realizes, okay, you have this orphan box. This is the tie in to the whole war world. Obviously, we thought that maybe. And just maybe, and I think you told me that your theory was going to be that maybe Metallo, or not Metallo, maybe uh, Mongol was right. his fear, something in that orphan Some, box. It something like he's the lawnmower man where his consciousness lived on in the machine, the ghost of the machine. I actually thought uh, that sounded like it could be. The Mongol be. who is 101100011. One. And then you end up where all this going on. It's a weird play, though, because you have the orphan box, but this one ends up having kryptonite. It's powered because, by kryptonite. Because it's an orphan box and has some genesis, Made by Superman genesis, yeah. isn't affected as much by the kryptonite, which kind of does lessen well, everything about It's such about a Metallo. weird idea, because you brought up the idea of Venom before, and that's what's happening right now with this orphan box being made with genesis, like this remnants of an old god that's powered by kryptonite. Like, Metallo's body is almost just becoming too powerful for him to control, not to mention this orphan Bach is taking control of his mind and making him do things outside of what he would normally do, like giving him suggestions and stuff like that by showing him the, uh, like, the hologram of his sister Tracy. When you have all this going on, it's like, all right, it's powering up Metallo, but 
Superman. He's got that taste for that Genesis too. <laughs> he He's going to reach right in and get that and get himself some superpower, like, you know, enhance himself because we've talked about the idea of him coming back from World War and having more power than he ever had before. And now when he grabs a hold of this Genesis box, Kryptonite, it might fuel this thing. It don't hurt Superman no more because the pure ass Genesis is powering him up to the point where he can make a Superman construct and punch things with it. And also, I'm before just that, there. seems like he has the electric powers as yeah, well. Yeah, it seems like and it's flickering a little bit, but I don't know really how it's odd, like, like presenting right? this whole thing because it's really this weird blue aura this whole time. And I'm like, is it the idea that this is like, I'm just going to say construct because it's a way to it describe looks like things a in construct. DC Universe. It really does look like it. The way that the blue is flickering off him, is this the power becoming this? Is it the, like a blue Superman lightning thing going on? We don't know. At the end of the day, though, I'm just sitting here at the end, like wondering to myself, whatever happened with Thala and the idea if you're exposed to too much Genesis, you get through terrible withdrawals and could die because we have completely gotten rid of that whole storyline. And maybe something will go on. And yeah, we have gotten rid of that. I expect screen rant to have a story in like a month superman has new powers and we'll it's get funny that, because but- i saw that like two weeks ago people putting up the screenshot i'm like i wonder what this is from yeah really and you see that and i i don't actually and you say that i didn't hear a lot of people discussing this because i think it was done in such a, a quick way that was weird uh but the twins look at it and i wonder if they're looking at it just because it's so wacky or if it's something that they recognize as something that has been done before, something with the ch- I, I don't know, but they actually do have that like surprised look. And what's well, such a weird idea because we had, we had small bits of Genesis in the veins of World War, War World down below the like the the main like ship and stuff like that. But the idea of getting like the the flame that was the big deal, the big Genesis artifact that you would have all the superpowers with. So like I don't know why everybody wasn't just mainlining veins of Genesis on War World this entire time because. You just get a, you get a little touch in Superman here, and is it just reactivating what he had before, or is it just this, this the pure power that is getting off Metallo's new heart? He can go and do this, and then start shooting, you know, laser beam eyes, like multiple Mind spread. Like, he's got, like, the spreader in, like, Contra. I'm telling you, back in the day, people were mainlining Genesis when that Invisible Touch album came out, Eric. I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't get enough of that one. Uh, I actually thought... And it was weird because he's do- he is like shooting mind bullets like we're Tenacious D here. But when he did that, because I didn't see the progression as much, I actually thought that those were messed up war world pings from actually Metallo. Oh, really? <laughs> things are going. Yeah. And then I looked up and, uh, OK, he's shooting the mind bullets. And, and it works out that he's kind of trying to get, you know, everything under control. And he A does spread. end up and he does end up feeling bad. For, for John Corbin, and that's a nice thing. And I have complained recently. I've said that too many Batman runs into a bunch of rioters. He wants to hug it out. It works for Superman, though. That will never be something in my mind that Superman, it will never feel weird for Superman to do. Oh, yeah. So it does kind of, and so it kind of is quick. And what Phil Kennedy Johnson does, which makes me laugh, is he, he does have a bit of a joke here, which it's so funny to me. When, hey, John, you would do the same. No, I would not. <laughs> John Corbin, that is, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love when Metallo says, no, no, I I wouldn't. Well, that's all right. At the one point when he's trying to talk John down and tell, be all Superman about it, 
I swore to one of them. Did you think he ripped his arm off? The progression is he picks up John's severed arm and reattaches (laughs) it to his body because the metallic can just reabsorb itself. But I swore he was talking all nice and gentle while ripping his limbs off. I'm like, oh, my God. I thought he ripped it off. And then even (laughs) then you'd have the super twins where they're looking like, oh, my goodness. I actually thought that as well because of how the progression goes and how you look at it. Um, But I I did like it. He's trying to help him. And because he realizes at this point, he realizes that, you know, John Corbin, Metello, he's been duped. I've been duped. And I still think that my sister is captured out there and I could really use a Superman's help. Yeah. And and also, I think that before that, I think that Metello does kind of butter him up a bit because throughout this, he keeps saying, like, you and your beautiful face, Superman. <laughs> and after he's like, you and your beautiful oh family. He's like, listen, keep it coming. I love the Genesis, but I love compliments more. I really need this. Yeah, yeah, it's like me on the YouTube, sir. But yeah, he keeps saying, you're a monster too, even though you've got that pretty face. Uh, but I did like the idea of Superman then realizing and then saying, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you find your sister. You deserve at least that. And he says, though, you did kill some people. You're in some trouble, but it is you do weird, deserve though, and your sister's in trouble. Like, was it the Necro drones that we had before, which I have to assume they just have pure kryptonite hearts. I don't know where we're finding the hearts, but with the orphan box heart that Mattel has, like, like, uh, Kara Supergirl, she was almost killed through the kryptonite poisoning. So is it a diff- there's no genesis in any of the Necro drones. It's just the, like, the Metallo's new body. And even the idea of that, we had Lex Luthor, like, make this new body through the technology he gained from Warworld because of his inside man Manchester. Did he do it on purpose? Well, it's you such know, a weird like idea that. because having the Genesis there, it pretty much it's it's powered by kryptonite. It gives Metallo all this power, but your main mode of weaponry it doesn't affect Superman anymore because he's if he just stands close up, yeah, this is, this feels good right now. Yeah, and maybe it's because he's already been soaked in with the Genesis and then it reacts. I, I just don't know, know we'll how you say. get from everything we had with Lex Luthor like making a new body for John Corbin with an orphan box heart powered by kryptonite to. Cyborg Superman. How does that fit into what we've I, had I don't know. so far? Because I really hope you can come around to the idea where in the background this was going on, we never really understood, or maybe it just this is the point where it, like the story changed from we saw not changed, but for our perspective changed with what was going on with Lex Luthor and the Superman book being incarcerated and not caring about killing Superman anymore. To the point where we had these holograms in John Corbin's mind, where it has just been Cyborg Superman somehow just interrupting the transmission and giving his own thing. I thought because it was going to be Brainiac, but it, it's Cyborg Superman. He's like at a Jiffy Lube, comes out of that, that oil. But yeah. then it's weird, well, it's too. A, He's even saying weird for the flesh. It's very well, odd. That's the thing is we have a new body for Cyborg Superman. And the last time I think we saw him is when he was the Phantom Lantern. And I wish I could remember how that ended. But it's just he needs a new body. And it seems like he's going to have a Metallo body. But it also needed the John Corbin DNA. And I'm like, is that just for your human Superman parts of your face right there? Because like, I think he wanted to make a full body. But also, you want to have a cyborg Superman that you recognize. Like, well, I don't got enough time. So here's cyborg Supermans, everybody. I didn't, I didn't do all the face. But he does, he does look like a jacked up cyborg Superman. Like, he is on that Genesis. Yeah, he does. I mean, he is jacked. I mean, fully. He looks like a Bane Scary cyborg I, Superman. I love look cyborg Supermans. Those lats don't even look real, the, the, how they're there, right? Uh, he's a cyborg. You don't have to. Oh, yes. Look at that arm, too. It looks like one of them claws. You get one of the, you know, the cans on the top shelf, or for me, the you know, low shelf. It's just such a weird idea for Cyborg Superman for what came before, because obviously his motivations changed here and there, but ultimately Hank Henshaw's biggest thing was he always wanted to die, but because of his mind being in this machine that was almost pretty much indestructible, 
his mind would like he could never die. All he wanted to do was die. And so why build yourself an even, you know, I'm going to stronger, here, and, stronger yeah. body to do all this? And it's just like, look, I have time to die. Couldn't get it done. So now it's just all about revenge, baby. I don't know if that's where he's at now. Maybe we'll go with the idea because Cyborg Superman has had a wacky time since Rebirth. Maybe he's like, listen, I tried that dying thing. It didn't really work well for me. And eh, fuck it. I'm going to go and one get point, stronger. You know, freaking, uh, you know, Supergirl's daddy was my, like calling himself Cyborg Superman. So I really got to up my brand. crazy. Yeah, maybe that's the case. Maybe he'll maybe they'll tie a lot of that things because that's something Supergirl's that, daddy. I couldn't remember Zor-El for some reason when I was going to say it. You ended up where that's been kind of a sticking point with you throughout since we had that because they kind of pushed it aside. You had a bunch of things going on. So maybe they'll explain it. And that's why he's doing what he's doing. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see. But I just want somebody to mention the Phantom Lantern ring. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was odd. And now, again, you end up where the page counts the same as a normal. It still doesn't feel like you're getting a full issue. And I don't know if maybe because I don't know why. Kenny Johnson would change the pacing or anything like that, but it really ends up not feeling like you're getting. I, I like it. I think that it's probably the best thing that we're going to talk about tonight is what we just talked well, about. It's, but. it's such a weird time for it, too, because everybody with what we have going on right now, even like, was it last week when we had Superboy, the Man of Tomorrow? Was that yeah, last week? Yeah, we had on okay, the we have that. We have in this book, Steel, John Henry Irons, and we have the return of Cyborg Superman. I'm expecting the Eradicator to show up, but we're just going to do a full, blown out, like, Reign of the Superman going on because it's all going on right now. I think Eradicator is in one of those panels that you see because of the uh, John oh, yeah, Henry the stuff when he's yeah. going. It made me laugh. Now, again, when we get to the Cyborg deal, or not the Cyborg, the Steel thing, it does kind of lessen it with, hey, this happens before 1051 because they're going to end up having Just like Super doing Boy. that steel deal. Yeah, and, and that kind of lessens it a bit, but it's okay. But we go to the next story, and you could give the credits for that. Written by Dorado Quick, art by Yasmin Flores Montanas, Brad Anderson, and Dave Sharp. And actually, and Eric, you oh, jumped sorry. way ahead. I did jump ahead. I I scrolled we can down. talk about that now. No, no. But written with our John Ken story, our young John Ken story, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Dan Jurgens, Norm Ratman, Elizabeth Brightweiser, and Rob Lee. There we go. That's how you're supposed to do it. There and you go. This yeah. issue, the thing is, I've been all about the story just because of my own headcanon with where I think we could take these characters in the future now that John's all grown up and stuff. We went really deep into it last time. We set out a plot that would take oh, up yeah. a year of comic books and it would be amazing <laughs> in my mind. And this issue kind of falls flat for me just because the idea where you have this princess, Guyana, uh, and she's trying to get John Kent back to her planet because we have to free her royal family who are the people who have turned against her. And now they're sending killbots after her because they're, they're overthrowing everything because they blame the royal family on plundering the uh, the minerals and stuff of their planet. And Guyana needs the Superman's help to try to bring peace to her planet. All this good stuff. John, he's going to go in instead. And they crash land the ship in the previous issue that was going to like take them home against the will with the killbots. But now out of nowhere, it's just, oh, yeah, I'm Guyana. I'm, I was here to uh, kidnap people and do bad things this entire time. And I'm like, you had such a great idea with this, you know, teenage looking alien princess and the bond that she could make with John Kent here and stuff like that. Now it says, yeah, I'm a bad guy. I'm like, and in the background, Doombreaker. <laughs> Remember, you ended up throwing shade at me, Eric, when I said, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And you said, oh, he's, he's Superboy. He's going to yeah. be able to, but you do see that he isn't invulnerable at this point. And he doesn't end up flying and saving her. They end up hot in water burn baby. Pod. Yeah, hot water does burn, baby. Hot, I don't know what is that, hot equipment burn, Johnny. Hot battery. And he sits there, and when, when he's yelling, I swear to God, I don't know why I thought this, because it would have been really dark, but I thought that Gliana was going to die. 
And I thought it was going to be like an Ab and Sir type deal because how she's there, it kind of looks to me like that. that. And somehow she was going to pass on powers that John wouldn't understand what was happening. And that's electric why we glow. got the electric glue. <laughs> I actually thought, I'm like, but what about crap, the like, Lazarus Ranger? I know. I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Things get yeah. funky later, even in the podcast about the Lazarus Rain and what affected who. But he does end up, and it's a cool deal. He ends up, he's hurting and on fire. He does save her. We find out that she can do the Woodja Woodja, you know. She I, has time manipulation powers, which is amazing to me because John's hands get all burnt up because he's not fully invulnerable. And in saving Guyana, his hands and forearms get terribly, terribly singed up to the point where, you know, I wouldn't want him handling my food at all. But she's able to use her power to turn back time to the point where his body wasn't burned. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, Ed Jurgens, did you just come up with a way for Guyana to show up later on? This is before you realize she's bad, but like, to de-age John by setting his body oh, back into like through time process. I'm like, is that something you could do? Or even the idea where you, if, if the character ends up surviving, not being bad for whatever reason by the time we've done this, is it even one of those weird, like, you know, reverse big wishes with Tom Hanks where it's like, I'm here to give you your wish for saving my people. I'm going to turn back time for you for a certain amount. So he like does share. get to be a kid again. And then eventually he like, if you want, you could actually make the time age up because she could go backwards and like, you know, in the past and you present could have future. almost like you're saying you could end up having like a, a hot weekend where he's exactly a kid. Yeah, You know what? It'd be cool. And and I don't know. I don't hear a lot of people talking about the super twins. They're kind of on the side. I I actually appreciate that Philip Kennedy Johnson is being a little more subtle with them. Uh, I don't see a lot of people getting mad. They ain't all up in your face. Wouldn't it be cool if they could play, you know, together? You'd end up, they play the D&D. They try to figure out how to use that four-sided die that I don't understand. Show show them how to build a, uh, a tree fort. Yeah, exactly. And then have Doombreaker come and wreck it. But you end up where <laughs> at by the end, at, first off, while I was reading it, and I'm not even joking, the minute that she started talking about this past and, uh, you know, hey, my family, I'm like, yeah, this, this seems like you're really pushing aside some important things. Because once, hey, we're the rulers and the planet's gone to shit, but it wasn't our fault. And I want to come back. Look, not- resources dwindle. Shit and I'm happens. like, yeah, I think that she's sus. I, I don't think this. And I, it actually ends up. And it was upsetting, even if we didn't get our crazy stories of the princess coming back because she was married to John and, and some and weird John's deal. An adult now. Oh, he my has God, responsibilities really on her that. planet. I'm like, this, I'm telling you. There was such good stuff you could do with a John Ken solo with everything you had going on in this. You could have this flat, like this past built up to where an adult John now has to take on responsibilities and his boyfriend's pissed. While that's going on, you have that Star Lord character that was in the Supergirl book for a little in Rebirth. Remember that guy? I don't even remember his was name. Was it Captain Comet? No, no. It's oh, no. I know guy. you're talking you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We said he was just that Han Solo looking motherfucker. Exactly. Yeah. But by, by he was that, a even. Yeah, he was. Uh, and, you know, it's all the power to America. His name was Xander. Up, Xander, it was. I, yeah. I love Xander, actually. But when you end up having this, even in the base level, I just wanted her to be another Kathy. That's all we cut it like. And then we went from there with all the stories and stuff that we thought we could have. But at the end, she does reveal that, haha, the killbots are controlled by me. They're and I'm doing this. But Aww. I'm still hoping. That it's just that she's, oh, I was just so desperate because of, I don't know. I, I don't want her to be bad. I don't either. You could have such good things with this Guyana character like you, that you could do with a present day John. Yeah, and, and while this is going on, 
We do have Lois and Clark, and they're going to stop Doom, but I don't think anybody's that concerned with Doom. This is the worst part of the book, though, because even when you have Doombreaker show up here, which I don't care about, it's a lesser doomsday. Oh my god, he wrecked up John's tree fort. I wonder if John's okay. Dad, we need your help. I can hear John, but oh my god, Doombreaker's here. I have to protect Lois and myself and stop this monster from attacking me now that he has his horn back. Yeah, and I love that he has that horn like it's an Eisner. (laughs) And so you're going, or uh, Harvey, Eric, because he's kind of sus. But the idea, I don't think that many people are into the Doombreaker stuff because it hasn't really been developed well. Even if you read the original part of it, it's still kind of... Just the Death of Superman 30th anniversary side book. Yeah, and it, it reminds me of those things. We already have an anthology book. And then you get into this story, and I really just want to see John. And Gliana, so when we go and cut to that, I understand. I do like the concept that Dan Jurgens is doing here where John's talking a lot of, like, you know, not shit, but he says, my dad, he comes whenever I call him. Look, I don't know if you notice. Pretty big <laughs> deal. And I kind of, he's kind of my bitch. And so you end up where it's going to force John to step it up himself. Maybe. I mean, he's in trouble right now. Well, now he's just a super twin because he's been kidnapped by Gliana. He's like, what I've had in mind from the beginning, child, doing what's necessary to make sure your father, the Kryptonian, does whatever I command. Yeah. And she ends up, I like when the killbots, oh, no. And. I love it. She's like, what are you, an idiot? I control these things. And yeah, it's a twist. The the worst part about this is we've had a bunch of finales, which you can go into the next issue and like immediately turn everything around. Oh, it's not exactly how you saw. Like we just talked about it before with the idea where Otho was like wrecking house on the streets of Metropolis. Oh, no, she's doing something good. Fine. When you have the idea at the end, though, when you end this this issue, the story of the issue, it's like when she calls John child. Oh, she's an (laughs) asshole. It's no coming back now. Well, then I'm thinking this this is what got me upset, too. I was really because she does seem by the end to be a little older just because she looks. She does. It doesn't she? And I thought, oh, no, she's like 90. Like she, was, she's, she was like 16 years old in my mind before. Now she's a 28 year old. Exactly. And and it's weird, but I think it's only because you want to show her as like really evil. And she was such and a honestly, cutie pie before. That's but not she a, that's could not be a, changing herself. Up that's and not down, even right? a bad bit. I never even thought about the the use of her powers on herself where she did look younger to us. Maybe because like, was it just us because of her, how she was interacting with John? Or was it a physical transformation that we didn't really pick up on because she's doing this and it was a subtle art change? I don't know, but that's a cool idea. And John wakes up and you got old bitch. And, and then she's, Baby, you know, you got real <laughs> ugly. You got real ugly. That's what it reminded me of. Uh, but she does say that she's do. It's such a shame because if Su- Superman's going to help her, and I think that we're going to get almost a Metallo play here when exactly. Superman shows up, he's going to say, have to do "This I would have helped yeah, no matter you what." Don't, you don't have to kidnap my son Shucks. here. You really ended up. You- I done messed up, huh? But the problem is, is that she Child. seems to be sus. She doesn't seem to be on the up and up, and maybe he'll give her a little, you know, after school special lesson. Listen. You can't do this, and maybe they find another planet for him. I mean, there's, everybody's and, finding planets for everybody to go to nowadays, end, right? We use Kalex to reprogram the Kilomex. We put a big old S on his chest, and now they're Savomex. <laughs> that would be good. It's like when you ended up having Modoc, but he was for kissing. Oh, my goodness. Like, I Brodoc. forgot about that. That was Brodoc. Brodoc remember yeah. Brodoc? Uh, I try to forget. Uh, yeah, really. There is... There's something to this story. I, what was I just, that? Was that a West Coast Avengers? That was West Coast Avengers by Kelly okay, Thompson. Yeah. yeah, remember you had Jeff the Land Shark and all that so stuff. So cool. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, it it could have been fun, but yeah, that was back been. when you were doing the Marvel stuff with me, you and Brandon. But it's uh, kind of like a West Coast Champions. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, so you end up having this, and I, 
the twist was something that I wish we didn't have. Because I had so much fun with our head cannon. Yeah, I, same here. But it does make it interesting to go forward and see what happens. I think it makes it less interesting, honestly. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Because a lot oh, of the things bad. that... Oh. Here's the thing, though. A lot of the things that we were centering on, we wouldn't really get them in this book. We'd have to wait down the line. But I well, guess we can't get them in this book? Because John doesn't have it ongoing. Why not put the, the further adventures of John Ken in action comics? I wanted it to be something. I mean, and lately I've been reading a, a bit more. And I did put up a video of... When me and you talked about Jimmy Olsen, what they cements mm-hmm. pal Jimmy Olsen with the, the, bearded, the, beard, boy. the bearded boy, which was pretty good. But uh, <laughs> the, it's so funny. We're losing our minds about this beard. Uh, but uh, you could have almost played a, a Silver Age deal with John going to a planet. That happened to Jimmy all the time. He'd always oh, yeah. marry this person or that person. You could have had a lot of fun with that. that it is a shame. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. She seems bad to the bone and a little older there. But then we go to the last story, which... Guess what, Jim? But do it again. It's not a Power Girl story. It's a Steel story. And it's written by Dorado Quick with art by Yasmin Flores Montanas, Brad Anderson, and Dave Sharp. So here's a little precursor to our Steelworks story coming up. I want to hope it's a precursor. But ultimately, I think it's everybody everybody on board with who Steel is and its origin. If you weren't around in the 90s and the reign of the Superman and fell in love like a little Eric Shea, here's who John Henry Irons is. Here's Steelworks. And here's how he became Steel and, you know, that's the worst part, because you have a bunch of flashbacks. Shit I already know. Stuff I love, but I don't need to reread it through flashbacks. And like, this is how I did this. This is how, how I met Superman. This is how this happened here. When you have what's actually going on with this cyborg character that's funny named Amalgam, I don't care about this part. I didn't even know I didn't even know that Amalgam was a cyborg from anything that happened on either. page except for John saying so. Like, you know, your metal body and stuff. I'm like, I'm not getting any of this. I ended up when I was reading this, the how, how I would explain it and how I think of this is is that steel and amalgam, they're just throwing like slogans and catchphrases at each other. This is the big leagues. We hit a little harder over here. It feels like they're like, ooh, he said that. I better up my any. Oh, man, no going to do without your hammer. Man, what's your hammer? And so what my biggest fear for this is, and I'll, I'll give you uh, a little example of, say, a. You know, Jeremy Adams' flashbook, a lot of people were already down, you know, oh, the DC hates Wally. But when we went to that future state, we ended up having that Wally West story there, which was, again, another thing that people. And then when you got Jeremy Adams on Flash, most people kept saying, oh, I didn't like his. He didn't write that. He was. The, so what's I'm worried about is that people are going to read this, maybe not like it so much. And then assume that it's going to be the same writer when we get. Wasn't that a Barry Allen story in Future State, though? Yeah, but remember Wally was there as well. They were doing wacky things, but even I thought then, Wally like died or was captured. That and then all of a sudden, the Flash had all these gadgets and like rogue stuff going it was on. The that people apocalypse hated. and yeah. all that nonsense. But even so, people didn't even read. They were like, "Oh, that." And people yeah, wasn't kept Wally equating the things. Yeah, yeah, and people kept equating things of oh, and it was a lot of people hated the story, no matter who yeah. was in it. But they uh, they just thought because most of the time in the future state, that same writer went on to do the ongoing. So nobody really looked. And I'm afraid that maybe people read this and go, oh, this is just generic. But I think it's supposed to be. It's supposed to get oh, no, people it, it on really board. It really is. 
I wish the Doom Patrol book reading this issue would have been a little bit more generic like it was in the first issue because they're like, you know, to get people on board with a lot of stuff they're putting down. This is letting you know front and center who John Henry Iron Steel is. I think that's is. all it's supposed to be, right? And it figures in that context is good. For somebody who already knows Steel, I think it's kind of boring in that regard. But by the last thing after John gives his press conference about Steelworks, is everybody there, you know, all the press, and you have on the monitor somebody watching, and it's Mr. Terrific talking about the idea, you know, be seeing you soon, John. I'm like, what? What is Mr. Terrific yeah, like, have against John is Henry Mr. Irons? Terrific's so pissed. But I want to find out. And I don't think they do enough here to really let you know it's uh, Mr. Terrific unless, no. like, unless you recognize the T-spheres around him. It's the T-spheres, the T-balls, I like to call them. And you say about, you're more of a John Henry Irons scholar than I, I am. Henry. But I didn't get really anything new here as well. And I haven't read everything, you know, with Steel or whatever, but I still know. His background, but it is to get everybody on board. But we have a couple more issues of this, and I hope there's some sort of story, and maybe it is setting stuff up head, for Worf. Because Worf head will be and shoulders, it. though, above. And stop saying Worf. You said that earlier, and you threw me off. I had no idea what the fuck you're talking about. But Michael Dorn, I got you. Michael Dorn, yes. But the idea, though, but oh, like, it's so much better, Eric. I head and shoulders <laughs> above Power Girls like story in this. So I'm so happy that while we get a generic retelling of Steel's origin for any newcomers that come in, I would still rather read this ten times over. At, at least we get something that it is funny though. While you end up at one point, people even pointed out that Steel throws his hammer at this amalgam. It pins him to a wall, but just stays there. And then he leaves, and the cops just there next to him eating a donut. It's so <laughs> odd, but. He does reveal his identity, and maybe that, maybe it was just that. Like, well, people uh, you know his identity. And stuff like that. It's weird, but they, I don't think that they're saying they did before that they, because when you even have Natasha's, like, yeah, we're gonna finally do it, and then when he reveals this, it seems like maybe they're playing that they didn't know it at this point because of how the con- no, I don't know, but. Also pretty cool that all of Steelworks is this nanotechnology can like open up holes for him to fly through and do it's stuff weird. like that. I thought like it was a portal, but then it's like it heals itself. That's pretty cool. Maybe that's like that's proprietary tech. You have Mr. Terrific, he is pissed, but hey, he might just be seeing you soon, John. And then the next issue is like, oh, uh, Mr. Terrific, Congratulations. remember you, you have that lunch date with <laughs> that's all it is. He has a meeting with them later. I just Maybe. imagine there's Michael Holt over there with Terrific Tech doing all this amazing work for the entire world of everything he's doing. And John Henry on his press conference. Steelworks is here to, to like show all the other companies he can do things better. You motherfucker. <laughs> you son of a what the fuck did you just say? Uh, you see okay. you see John. This actually the stuff it almost is a shame that you had this amalgam nonsense in it that actually threw the issue off. You could, have just, you could have just had Steel kind of flying around doing some stuff, showing some tech. That's your action comics quotia. Yeah, it is. I I just wish that maybe he was doing some quotia, you know, grabbing bridges and stuff. You know, <laughs> cars, flinging cars around. I don't know. Natasha yelling, "You got to get here!" Saving some cats out of some I even like the idea that his, tree. I don't that know. his armor is like less than Natasha's, and she's pointing it out right now, and she wants to do updates to his armor, make it's it better. Funny, he's even throwing shade at the armor. Oh, this old tin can, but it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, and you do see why it's so inspired. Much. You end up seeing some of the Reign of Superman stuff in there quickly. And maybe one of the things that, and I know and that, that. nothing after that. <laughs> well, and I, like you said, though, the idea that you already know that, but maybe that could have been a little more detailed and showed, especially Mr. Terrific. You got, you've got like 20, 25 years of history after that. Once we get past the Reign of Superman, and then nothing happened until <laughs> now. <laughs> and now here I am, John Henry Irons. Uh, but it's cool. 
it's cool yeah. enough. The, it's it's not as good as the first two stories, but you said it's way better than the Power Girl stuff. Maybe we'll keep ramping this up because this seems like the third story will be the one oh, that's the always the quickest I'm all one. about it. Yeah, it'll be pretty cool. And if you are wondering, I don't know who would be Eric. I really don't. But the Power Girl story isn't over. I mean, how could it be Eric? Says Johnny Sorrow. Johnny Sorrow showed you. up at the end. Well, here's the, the path. It's going to go up in, in May. You'll have a Power Girl special number one that I do also think is a, a fire and ice story in that as well. But then you'll have that with the Johnny Soros, right? Then uh-huh. you'll have to go into the, uh, what's it called? Night Terrors with a K. And yep. she'll have a two-part story there. And then in September, she'll have what could be an ongoing, probably a mini of there. And I, I don't know who's reading me, Sarah. That, that, it, it's like, I sit here and say, Sadly, us. I sit here and yeah, I sit here and say I'm worried that maybe if this steel story doesn't hit, people will oh, I'm not into steel. Then that's my biggest thing. Even if they don't say you know the next writer's warfare, right? Uh, the <laughs> idea it. though, if people don't like this, you're gonna get them less inspired. To I, get when the steel. you so said that originally, I thought you were talking about something like down at the like wharf. Exactly, like a fisherman's wharf. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, cursing it up. I'll let That's it go. That's what happens. Maybe Tini Howard's writing it. She loves to have the freaking woodja woodjas and the cursings. Uh, but uh, the Power Girl stuff, though, you're not going to get a reprieve if you follow. It's still going to be Lee Williams stuff. I think we've seen enough of that, but me and you will be. If we're going to be talking about the Vigil and City Boy, we'll Seriously. certainly be talking Spirit about world. Yeah, we'll certainly be talking about Power Girl, but maybe a short leash. And I don't Fire know. and Ice. Yeah, and Fire and Ice. Another short leash. I don't get it when we don't have, say, an, an Aquaman book or things like that, but that's fine. Or a Firestorm. Somebody, or a Firestorm, or a <laughs> Hawkman, or, you know, every other bullshit well, character. We got that you like many it. coming out. We have the Hawk Girl. Oh, the Hawk Girl. I thought it was Hawkman and Hawkwoman. Now it's Hawk Girl. And just to tell you uh, a thing the that hell you'll was laugh I at. I don't know. I thought there was a Hawkman, Hawkwoman book coming out. No, it's just a Hawkgirl book uh, huh. by Axelrod something or other. Now, the the two, the writer of Fire and Ice, I went over to Twitter to see, oh, let's see what's going on with this book. Because I always say, I go to the Twitters to see if they're excited about it. Maybe they have some yeah. art. Maybe they tell some. I actually talked to uh, the guy who's writing this uh, Steel book when it was first announced. And I said, oh, man, I, I hope you have. No, that's later Wharf down at the Wharf. Wow, okay. uh, and I said, I hope there's some Natasha. And he's like, yeah, there will be. I hope you like it. He's very nice. So I go nice. over. Fire and Ice. Okay, let me see who's ready. No, they blocked me already. All right, let's go see who's to Hawk up block. Everybody's blocked me already. <laughs> they preemptively blocked my ass. I don't understand. I do. And it really threw me off. I've seen your Twitter feed. I, then I thought to myself, you know, why? I've heard this podcast. Well, you're on the podcast, too. I still I say that if they block me, they block you, Eric. We are joined at the hip. And I mean, I'm nicer about it. Sexy hip. You are a little nicer about it. But I wear my emotions on my sleeve, Eric, is what I do. Uh, or on I my sleeveless. Yeah, that's true. That'd be funny. Your arms would not go sleeveless, Eric. You little stick arms with that milky, pasty look. It's awful. It's it, makes, it makes me want to fucking throw up. You're so Jesus. <laughs> uh, this is why I'm going to block you right now. I'm telling you, like, go ahead. This is the Ritalin talking, Eric. You know, Jimmy Ritalin, I am. Uh, what would you give this whole issue? I think ultimately I give this a 7 out of 10. It's a solid issue. Nothing great, though, because even with the stuff that I have been liking with the John Kent stuff, mostly because of my own head cannon with where it could go in the future, this was kind of a down bit for me. I like the steel stuff, but even that felt a little repetitive and kind of boring because it's just the same old hat, even though 
I did enjoy reading it because it's 10 times better than what Power Girl, but that's no reason to like something because it's better than something else. It's still good. It's competent, and I look forward to where it goes. This was just kind of a, a vanilla kind of beginning to the story. And as for the Superman family stuff, I had a good time with that, and I can't wait to see where we go with the Cyborg Superman story. Yeah, I, I gave it a 7-8. on the. I'm going to stick with that. Uh, same reasons that you have. I'm just more nicer and a more positive guy. But when you end numbers. up having, yeah, when we have all this going down, I really do. You could sit there and, and review this a weird way because, okay. nor, well, normally that first action comic story would be the whole deal. And if you count the others as just bonus material, but you can't do that. But overall, I think it's well worth getting. 17 out one, of 10. I think it's one of the books that if you are into the Dawn of DC, this is a definite. It should be on your pull list. It oh, definitely. definitely should be. It should be the start, I think, of the pull list right now. Unless it's it goes down good. the weird path of Batman Urban Legends. Then you don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. I, I just end up, and I didn't see any of the stats, but I'm hoping to God that we're just going to continue the Philip Kennedy Johnson stuff. That's the solid one story. Yeah. And then you can add other things in. And like I said, you if you're buying it, you can look at those as bonus deal. Because Philip Kennedy Johnson... Well, I thought that the War World stuff went on a little too long, and sometimes he got caught up in a little minutia as well. It's still myth. one of the it's still one of the better stories that we've had in the last couple of years, and it's getting better now with the family and them back on Earth. I, I really do enjoy it, but I don't enjoy the next thing, Eric. And you give well, us the you know, give us the credits here, and we'll talk Lazarus about this one. Planet Revenge of the Gods, number four, written by G. Will Wilson with art by Cian Torme, Raul Fernandez. Wade Von Grawl Badger, Jordi Belair, and Pat Brousseau. What happened, Eric? What what happened? Well, the thing is, we had this grandiose kind of story going on where all the gods in the sphere of the gods were cut, bringing it back to the mortals and saying, you're going to worship us or we're going to bring you fucking pain and misery all over the world. Any god you can think of. And now it's just Wonder Woman don't like Hera. Hera don't like Wonder Woman. To fight this Hera, we're going to have to give Wonder Woman like Mary Marvel's powers and everybody else is going to stand back. Yeah, the I end. Mean, it felt like this was ramping up to something that it never ramped up to. We had going into this where every time we went to the Wonder Woman book or even a backup in the main book here, Revenge of Clone, Clone Rads didn't seem to really be communicating well with whether Wonder Woman was a god, not ascended, whatever. Yeah. So in this finale, there are so many things that you just don't even deal with that we had last week. In the Wonder Woman book, we ended up having Mary getting artifacts so that she could end up fighting. She doesn't have them now. Well, you're talking about, Jim, because we that Josie Camel backup we had in the last thing, that took place after the fight here. We had a brief, like, you know. Yeah, there was supposed to be an interlude. Remember what Hera was going to do. Erebus. Yeah, Erebus. She was going off to the get The primordial Erebus. god of darkness. He doesn't show up. And nope. it's funny. Just I like know, deceased. And I'm gonna make <laughs> I'm gonna make my headcanon work here because when you start off the issue, Hera's crying. She's crying because she went to go get Airbus and he turned her out. Off. He said, "Go screw yourself," and then she came back crying. Pound sand, he That's said. That's not even the case. So also, Steve Trevor was told, "Oh, you're gonna be protected, Analadis." Look, the but thing that is, didn't do anything. Th no, no, no. That didn't make sense in the last issue either. That, that was a weird brief interlude that did nothing for nobody. It was so weird. showed up for no reason. Now. The whole play, though, in the bigger scheme of things, what we wanted or hope we really should demand to get out of this was what's going on with Shazam. And by the end, we do get something. But before the end, 
the wizard shows up, and we'll get into this tip for tat in a minute, but the wizard shows up, doesn't say jack <laughs> jack shit about Billy there as Shazam, who shouldn't be there, and the well, idea well, that- Well, 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 the battle continues, and I see my chosen one is still on the wrong side. How predictable. What is going on? Because at one point, Hippolyta was the one who's like, oh, I'm going to bless you with some powers, but yeah. that never was explained. Now he's this, and also- there's Wonder Woman who has the power of Shazam, but then she's got the power of the heart. And that's all it is. I saw somebody actually, one of the reviews, actually said that this was the Stay most satisfying heart. and great battle that Wonder Woman has ever been in. That's because I never read anything before this. I, is that his greatest bizarro? Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous because all she does is like, oh, you have people with you? Well, so do I. I'm such a dummy thinking that this is something clever. I thought that I thought it was spelling out something like Shazam, that she was going to actually well, call even the power. idea. No, I can draw upon something better. Shazam was it Shazam and Hera unity. And then she flies off determination. Mary Marvel courage. Shazam resilience. Cheetah and a candy has intelligence. And then you just have Ziggy and Steve Trevor loyalty. And then Yara for strength. Yeah. What the fuck and does that do? And then she just dive bombs Hera fights over. And she does. She just dive bombs. The wizard Shazam's the, comes in to be that big turning point in the battle where he's going to give his power to Hera, like like just change this god into something all encompassing and nothing can stop this. And she's like, "No, no, I got unity, bitches." Dive bomb fights over, and then Shazam fucks off. The power was there all along. She had the, but it's one of those things where that is not. But that hers. used up the power for some reason. And that's when she the thing send, I don't when understand. she can send dive, she no longer has the power. Shazam, and, it's and I not don't explained. know why. It's not explained. And even with the whole play, I didn't even say it the last time. I just want to throw it in here. Remember when Billy was across the way and he's waving across the pool? Yeah. Hey, I'm over here. And the, oh well, against the reflecting pond. Billy was going to share the power with you, but we can't. Be, he didn't really have the power then either. No. Like they're so confused with what is happening. And by the end, I do like what happens with Mary, though. We'll have a little discussion of that. But what happened? Wonder Woman dive bomb with Unity ends up losing the power of Shazam. Then in that, the Wizard's like, eh, I don't like being with losers. I'm out. And he disappears. And then you get this bullshit idea of, oh, no, how are we going to end up having any sort of peace? And Atlantis shows up again to get the hand of arrows. I'm like, I don't know what's going on and why this is. It is this supposed to be clever. Is this supposed to be something like, oh, my God. The God, God. of love is going to take the the God. I'm sorry. Like, the thing is, because uh, Eros the is the God of desire. Of love. Oh, no. No, even the idea of that pissed me off because Atlantis is not a demigod. I know. Pure god. Everything's wrong with, with the gods in this. And we'll get to that again. I do like the idea that you have Eros and everybody's around. They're like, man, I really want to get back to fighting people. But I guess we can't because Eros doesn't have his hand. I'm yeah. like, what? Which he should really, in my mind, have his hand back because he is a god. I really thought that was an avatar situation when it got cut off. Maybe you can still say that there's a power of the god left behind. But I still don't know why that ends up stopping war, back. right? There's Ares is like, he seems fine. But I do like in this point, one of the best plays, and I really wish, when Apollo's like, hey, let's shake it out, bitch. I love the idea that he comes over to shake. Is that such the gods? They're so yeah. fickle. And this is something that happens every Tuesday. And he goes over, no, I don't like your behavior. That's okay. But once we get this hand and then <laughs> Eros is pissed, I want my hand back. 
You better Be watch careful what that. you say, Eros. If the demigod of love were ever to wield the hand of desire, all of the world could cower in anguish. I'm like, so you're going to use this to threaten people to do stuff? Like, that feels like what the gods are kind of doing now, but trying to make peace now. So think twice before you next embark upon a reign of terror against the mortal worlds that goes for all of you. I'm just sitting back there as some the god of the assholes. I'm like, what the fuck do I care? It's not yeah, my hand. really. I don't give a shit. I, exactly. I'd be like, hey, I'm going to go kick some ass. And there's Eros. You can't. I don't have my hand. I'm like, you know, talk to the hand. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going. Now, stranger. I do want to tell you, stranger, to remind you. And we talked about this before, and I did look into it, and some people were talking about it in the Slack. Annalatis was in the G. Willow Wilson run. That's where oh. they were. Now I'm going to tell you that giving this hand and what Adelantes says, the story did involve that Adelantes was very very obsessed with Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. And, and they're the one that ended up mind-screwing that whole town. Oh, yeah, I remember. Orgies left and right. Why are they giving them this hand? Well, Adelantius has learned their lesson at this point. I guess. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. But I'm telling you, let's put all that aside. Okay, we're going to make sure that the Greek gods don't do hubbub anymore because, you know, Eros' hand is in the hand of the god of of love. Okay. What about the rest of the sphere of the gods that were on Earth in issue one of Reign of the like you know and Revenge of the Gods? And what happened to that? We wanted that, too. Why they give a shit? It just could have been so big. Why would they? You know, you end up, you know, have, I'm trying to think of somebody out there. You know, there's, you know, somebody in Valhalla. They're like, screw this. I don't care about that hand. Uh, in that, though, you end up then having, you know, this play that is so odd that the idea everybody's proud now of Anilates. Oh, my. They, they just showed up it. and but they were given a hand. They didn't do shit. So they Give show them a hand. up. Yeah, really, that, that's the deal. Uh, but yeah, you, you go from there, and then Shazam tries to hit on Yara Floor. Yeah, a little young. And again, he shouldn't have the, like, what's up with this? Pa- he didn't have the power of Shazam, and now he just goes, oh, I want to show you. So Shazam, and he's now Billy, but he shouldn't really have, they should have waited for it later. They should have had it where he no, does get the power. Again, it's just a, but they seem to forget about everything, and that's kind of a, Fun little deal. He's like, hey there, you know, Yara, you want to go out to dinner? She's like, really? You little boy. Though I do, I don't agree with Mary Marvel, who then says she could be your chemistry teacher. I'm like, she's not that old. She's like 19, 18, something like that. That's not a chemistry teacher to uh, Billy, who's like 15 or 16. Yeah, Yeah. it should be like, she's older than me or something. You don't have a driver's license. What do I need? I got a bus driver boyfriend back in Brazil. That is true. Okay, boomer. That's the deal. So you end up where all this is going on. And then I love the, oh, man, we got to start picking up. Uh, But at least we didn't, you know, kill a lot of people. I don't know. Wonder Woman and Mary are talking about this. Oh, Mary, you did it. And then Ares comes out of the smoke and fire to say, next time, it's the standard. Next time we meet, we're going to be enemies. Game on. And then I love Mary's like, oh, shit, what happened to Hera? Where'd she go? I'm like, oh, Slunk away. Damn it. We were talking about this on the the uh, Patreon spotlight about just heroes like just letting away. the villains just get away. I do like that. She's like, oh, my God. She runs back to Olympus. Phobos, Deimos, I'm coming in. Mama's back. Oh, no, no, Grandma, you're an asshole. We're not letting you in. She's like, oh, no. We have been told to not let you back into Olympus. By who? Hippolyta, Hecate, all of them. Turns out, even us, your grandchildren, we all kind of hate your ass. And you know what? You're not in charge anymore. So this is where you're going to stand now. And even the idea of the wizard Shazam, like, you know, showing back up, like, after that shameful display, I have come with a heavy heart to deliver a message. You are unworthy. And I'm like, 
when were they worthy to begin with that you like took sides to them because you were pissed off at a little boy who cut you off from your power, but yet you've had your power this entire time. And they played this so wrong, the idea that the wizard wasn't controlled somehow. Maybe they could just have even asshole. used the idea. No, yeah, he's just an asshole. And he shows up to basically say, hey, you're a loser. I, I don't deal with losers. I'm out. It's a very odd scene. It's it's just completely just weird that they that they go back and that's the deal. And then she's like, "Woe is me. I guess I'm going to have to wait out my time. I'm an immortal god. I'm going to get my soul back even if it takes me another thousand years. The wizard, he's like, listen, I'm bailing here, Hera. You are a piece of shit loser. But I'm, I'll see you when we go to the quintessence. I'll see you next week. We have Seriously. a meeting, right? They're going to be dealing with each other. It's so odd. This whole play, but Gantha, can you please tell Hera <laughs> that I am talking That's right what now? It'll be. And then you'll start getting it mixed up, and then <laughs> Harry, um, you tell Hera. Gantha that. I, oh no, you're not talking to <laughs> <Poor> Gantha. <laughs> Silent like, treatment all around. Gantha's like I'm. Gantha's I was, the middle I'd man. I'd rather be dead. Where's Where's Doomsday? We're not even Doomsday. Where's freaking Darkseid? I need to be killed again. I'm going back to Omega Earth. You end up where all that is just oh, what was me? And then Hera's upset, but then we continue on and. This issue just kept going on and on because, you know, we have to tie up the whole idea of well, all then we of have these the stuff zombies. On Themis- we have the stuff on Themyscira, and this part's written by Becky Quinn and Michael W. Conner with art by Aletha Martinez, Mark Morales, John Livesay, Alex Gamaris, and Becca Carey. And in this, you have Hippolyta and the rest of the patron, patron goddesses of Themyscira coming to the rescue like Athena, Artemis, Hestia, Demeter, and... Oh, what's that? Aphrodite? Because she was just in the battle a second ago doing other things, but now she's like, you know, with the Themyscarans, you know, just punching out Hades and doing other things to the point where all the idea of the Lazarus Reign bringing back, you know, zombies, anybody that the Amazons have killed in the battles over the last thousands or so years, it's all done because the goddesses showed up and says, you know what? We don't need you worshiping us anymore. You guys, we're going to give you the power because you need it for whatever reason. But you're on your own. You don't ever have to worship us ever again. And people are like, well, shit, we're still going to worship you, Apata, because you're the shit. But this whole idea of taking away the Pantheon to the Amazons, like, you've just made them nothing. Now, like, you can say they're on their own, but they're no longer special because they were tied to the Greek myth and everything like that. Now, even the idea where all the gods were pissed off and on board with Hera because they wanted power. Now you're going to take away what little power they had left from the goddamn I, I don't like this. And and the idea, like you said, I think that what Clunrad and what they're trying to do, they think they're making it bigger. They think that they're making it so that, oh, my, you just get this, Eric. You can have the Amazons in Chicago. They could go here, go there. We already have that. We already have that. And you kind of made it before where that seemed like a, a bit more of a, a, not a challenge. That seemed like they'd have to end up, it, it meant more. Now, when you have it, but like you said, we already do this. At the end, nobody was like, looks like we're going to be able to do what the hell we want now. Well, you kind of did before. Yeah, That's did. not what we needed. You still got to pray anymore? Yeah, I love the idea that Apollo shows up and it's like, oh, man, what's up, Hades? Me and you were, you know, we're in the same team or whatever. You never visit. I think that's all it was. He was sad. That's because he was telling her to go to hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I thought that it was fine. He looked very sad. He said it. I'm like, what is going on here? No longer are we tethered to the gods. Our fate is our own. We need only look to each other and ahead to the future. I'm like, 
Look, I didn't really see you, except for like mentioning gods as like a, a type of slang on Themyscira, didn't really see you do much, or even the gods helping you when you had problems with like, you know, Doom's Doorway, the Well of Souls, all the other problems. They show up now, like, we don't need you anymore. It's okay, we ha- we're on our own. And I hate to say it, but, you know, unless we get better writers, the stuff with all the other Amazons has really fallen flat anyway. And the Wonder Woman book itself is so bad right now that we got to get that in order. I kind of wish that. We just would get a Wonder Woman going well, forward, I, get that right, and then get, say, a Nubia going around and whatnot. But I just, just imagine that all this goes down with the Greek pantheon, like, oh, look, you don't have to worship it. You, you get everything for free now. No questions asked. And I just imagine the Egyptian gods are going to the Bat and Migdal. Don't think we're, you're doing this shit. You still yeah, worship that our would ass. Be funny, yes, like, yeah. they're getting the Brazilian gods. Like, look, you're, you still better worship us if you want protection or yeah, power. Yeah, the Bannon McDowell, they're, they're pretty tough over there. They're going to have to do. But I, I also like, and we talked about this back and forth with it, where we like the character designs that I think it was Chang who did it for the yeah. Azarella run. You kind of get, yeah. get Artemis a little like that. She has that look here, which is pretty cool. Well, but you they, have, they you have the bearer stuff because even the designs of like Apollo and stuff like that, even Hermes. So Hermes is very classic, but you have stuff that's similar to us, but not to the degree yeah, that you have. Yeah, I like it so much. I, I like that whole look of them. They, they just look cool. Uh but yeah, at the end, you just end up where, okay, we're going to end up, you know, doing this. And Apollo, I love to her. I think it is it Farouk is like, I don't trust these bitch gods. Like, they always end up screwing us. Like, oh, why is Farouk? I love the idea that there's Apollo. Like, oh, she's a wise one. She is talking shade on me, but I assure. I like, it's like, no, no, no. I really promise that I, all right, well, that's fine. We're still going to worship you, Apollo, and we will still love you. And they go off. And, yeah, it's just kind of tying up a, a bat. This whole thing with the zombies, it was the only thing that really true, like went into the Lazarus reign. And, eh, it was nonsense. So at it least barely ties and does nothing. And this, the idea that this is even called Lazarus Planet at all it just really irritates me. But really, why not throw this story and the rest of that Lazarus Planet shit show? Because that's where it belongs with what we get by the conclusion of this whole thing, because nothing matters. But our final start, part of our story for Revenge of the Gods is written by Josie Campbell with R5, Caitlin Yarsky, Jordi Belair, and Clayton Cows. And now we have the aftermath to the Battle of the Revenge of the Gods, where it's just Billy and Mary just sitting around talking, where Billy doesn't know what to do with himself. So he calls the, like, wizard, heed, heed my message. And the wizard comes along and talks about... Hey, uh, you are not worthy. You're here to take some more power away, you little piece of shit kid. No, wizard. Look, I know you have a big heart on for me. You're all pissed off. I don't think I deserve the power either. You give it to Mary Marvel. She deserves it. Like, I don't want the powers. Billy, I didn't want the powers either. Why didn't we ever talk about this? Oh, my, you kids. You know what? You done did the magic thing right now. You've proved that you do deserve it. But for some reason before, when you took my powers away, even though you didn't, or you cut me off from the power of the Shazam, I decided that I, like, you know, only people who have power should handle power. That's why I align myself with the gods. I do realize now that was a mistake. I'm sitting here. I really don't know your motivations I at all. I know. And, and and what threw me off, and you get right away where Billy's like, okay, well, I have the Rock of Attorney. My, like, okay, yeah, you do. But we haven't really dealt with that in any of this shit. So I don't know what was going on. And he yells to the wizard. I love the idea that I really wish the wizard would have said when Billy's like, I don't deserve this. I know I haven't been the greatest, even though I don't know what he's talking about because he's barely done anything. But he says, I want the power. You just passed the fucking test, boy. Exactly. And then you end up married. I am unworthy. I you just passed the test, too. But everything is just water under the bed. Like, it's so weird to have all this shit go down. And then it's just like, oh, you know what? 
I'm the wizard. I feel bad. I shouldn't have done that. Really? It's such a weird idea, though, because you have this wizard, the original champion, right? He's passing his powers along so it can continue for mortal men, but he aligns himself with gods who want to pretty much put the mortal men in shackles and make them fear and, like, you know, worship them. Like, this is against everything you believe in. This is why you give the powers That's to a mortal to like, defeat people who try to do this. I it's know, so something. odd. And maybe it could have been where they could have played the idea that when Billy did take on the Rock of Attorney into his chest and he had that... That like blinked the powers for a second that was that allowed the wizard to get I don't know, but there's something it seemed like he was just jealous. And even the play where he comes, he's kinda angry, but the idea that I don't believe I'm worth a shit here is because he had just a couple pages ago went to Hera and say, Oh, you done lost, you loser. Like if she would have won, I don't think he would have had this epiphany of, Oh my god, it's just that he lost and now whatever, but it just feels like at the end of this you always do have usually a reset. You get back to the status I don't quo. even know why we have the Wizard Shazam anymore because he was dead. He came back. We never understood why he came back. And that's my biggest point. The status quo, there's no re- – you're doing weird things here. I thought that this was going to give you a thing, and it does give you Mary, so that's the deal. But other yeah. than that, there was no reason for most of this, and it didn't make sense throughout. And then at the end, thinking there's going to be something clever, you just, oh, man, I done messed up. Sorry. And then Billy's My like, bad. that's okay, because I'm a piece of shit, too. But Mary, she's smart. No, no, I'm a piece of shit, too. And we're, like, oh, we're all pieces of shit. And then they go. Now you get at the end where me and you kind of called it. We kind of figured out that what we would get is a new pantheon for Mary, which is pretty cool. You end up where, you know, you're going to have the wizard give the power back to Billy, even though he had it. Are these know. all Greek gods? I, well, here's the problem is. You end up, and we were discussing, and we said, I think that they're going to give her female versions of a pantheon that spells out Shazam. And we were going through, and I did say to you, what would be the Z? Because I was trying to think, and you said, ah, there's semi-god. So Zephyrus is a dude. Zephyrus is not a girl. They actually changed because I think that they had no other She of the West Wind? Yeah, it's he of the West Wind. But the the idea that, and whatever, I'm not mad about it. It's just odd. It's very odd that you had to force that issue then because I started looking up then like, okay, is there any other Z's or whatnot? And the thing is, though, maybe you can go out to another pantheon, do some other well, things. Well, even the idea like Billy, where they're going with right? all gods because even Billy, he has gods and champions like the wisdom of Solomon. Solomon was a king. You know, he was just a very – Hercules is a demigod. But the idea that uh, – oh, yeah, uh, Mary, you're going to get all goddesses. So I'm like – does this make Mary more powerful in your mind? And again, they're not all, you know, Billy doesn't have all Greek. It's kind of, you know, that weird play. And the gods are giving the power of themselves. Like, Billy's got a middleman here with the wizard. Yeah, I know. It, it actually, at the end, it's like, all right, well, what about Mary? She And then at the end, Billy's like, well, shit, I didn't mean that much. Like, I want a little more, too. But Mary gets the stamina of righteous Artemis, the agility of moon-touched Selene, the flight of Zephyrus, she of the west wind, the wisdom of thrice-cunning Minerva, the invulnerability of Aurora, the unconquered dawn, and the strength of Hippolyta, Amazon queen and grateful mother. Yeah, and so, like I said, a Zephyr, that is... That was a god, a god that was a, a dude, uh, but they're going to go with this. I'm trying to look up quick. There is a Z that I think is a demigod. It's a Zux. Uh, how would I say this? Zuckus. Z- Zillius Zox. 
Zuzippy, maybe, but that's a naiad nymph. But All right. the thing is with it ends up being the nymph Zuzippy. of it's nymph of the well of Athens. And I thought, wait a second, maybe you could right. if you're only going to twist some things, maybe tie it into the well of souls that now she has a more connection with the Amazon and the deal. And I cool. thought maybe that would be a kind of a cool play if they, but I don't think they wanted a nymph to be that they wanted. So I'm they saying, changed it. it. It's the thing is, it's gods and champions. I'm like, just why do you have to make it all goddesses? Like, you don't have to force it that much. You're like, you can just go to these other places, these other, and even the idea, like, I'm not so sure. I didn't do my research because I'm I'm a fucking dimwit, but the idea of all these, I don't think they're all Greek pantheon either. Did you source this out to other gods in the sphere that were a part of this whole thing? Like, And if you're going to do that, just make it align more with what you're doing instead of changing things and making it all like this. Just make it align more with Billy's, even though it's a bit different, you know? So funny that they had to have something for flight, so they changed the Sephiroth. Uh, hey, why not? Well, you know, hey, what we did was we brought back Zeus. He's now a chick. Here we go. Zeus, baby, so does, let's does, go. Does Mary not have any lightning anymore? I don't know. I, I, I'm sure it's not going to change anything. She's just going to be here Shazam, but they end up She's got stamina, agility, flight, wisdom, invulnerability and strength i think that the way that that's played out it looks like you have some sort of thing going on the moon there right the, the moon lady yes <laughs> that it looks like a moon lady. yeah it looks like but she's like holding she's I, bet, moon touched. I bet you that the uh lightning is going to be more like star lightning because she's stardust the funny thing is she's making it seem like she's holding a star but that's just behind her and she's like doing yeah. that thing like i'm crushing your head to make herself look really important perspective she is sitting on the moon so i guess you know pretty pretty impressive but you know it's kind of an odd deal but it, it, does, agile, that's the way. it, it does allow you to go look at her there she's really agility she, she is really chill up there uh yeah it's, it's a weird deal because i thought agility would be more of artemis but it's the stamina of iron it's all made up and i i do think like you said i think that they just kind of went very the service Captain level Mary Marvel. and didn't understand really this. I, I don't think any of the writers on these books, G. Willow Wilson, even Josie Campbell, that more people seem to like, but the Clumrads, they, they don't get these books or characters. They're just trying to put their stamp on something that they don't understand, that they never well, even did the understand. Idea where now the wizard Shazam, he has no part of Mary Marvel's powers. It's all this. Why did you even have to give him the same magic word at this point yeah, in time? Yeah, Because even Hippolyta and Shazam at the same time, Billy, Mary, say the word. And they both go, Shazam. Like, you didn't I have to do that since you took it out of the wizard's to. hands. Yeah, I guess. All of a sudden, it's like, Mazaz, Eric. Holy crap. We're back to that. That'd be pretty cool. You can still do that. You can say <laughs> the magic word backwards. Uh, there you go. <laughs> See? It works, Eric. But, uh. Yeah, we're going to go forward with everything, and it's going to be Mary Marvel, she already said. Not really, and it's funny, too, because that last issue where she says, I'm going to be Mary Marvel, you kind of just said, okay, well, yeah, you're, you're always Mary Marvel, but that's, like, more official. It didn't spell out, like, and Billy's going to be called the Captain. So uh, Captain to Tennille and Mary Marvel will go forward. Hopefully this might like, even lead to... Even with the to... idea where he's the Captain, his magic word Shazam, because I'm sure people will still call him Shazam, because you even have that in the Blue Beetle graduation day of this issue, but, like... Maybe if her words spelled out Marvel, like maybe the goddesses gave them more powers. And I don't know. Uh, maybe they don't want it to be the, you know, the rival company, but, you yeah, know, but it cares? still would be cool. I I'm telling you right now, do you see off panel? Freddy's like, what the fuck about me? <laughs> I'm all crutches. I need this shit. 
Pedro's like, fuck it. I don't care. Uh, for you, Freddy. For you, Freddy, we have gone to other champions, <laughs> other people of note in history. You shall have the, oh my God. the posture of Quasimodo. The mobility of FDR. He's like, what? <laughs> I, now I have a wheelchair. This isn't an upgrade, you asshole. That's what you get. We're, we're canceled. You. We're canceled now. <laughs> that was Quasimodo. <laughs> He's got the stature of Quasimodo. Ah, the strength of Stephen Hawking. He's like, no, uh, give me the, the smarts. Why do you hate me? What are you doing? You're picking the wrong attributes. Next thing you know, he's like, this is me, Freddy. He's got a voice box going on. He's, uh, Say the magic word. Never. They're like, look at <laughs> You like, learned your lesson, <laughs> Freddy Freeman. They're like, look at Freddy. He just passed the test. He's like a cyborg now. Shut the fuck up. He's so Honestly, angry. I would take that if you have an ongoing Shazam, have Freddy's him all a, pissed uh, off. Like a, a cyborg I would suit. have him go off technology-wise, and I, people would hate it that he'd become a villain, but he's pissed off at his brother and sister oh, for I having he the power where, like he is, a transformer and he'd be where he's damaged and hates the way he is, even though, like, you know, that's called ableism, but from his perspective, he wants to have this so he can actually, you know, be mobile and feel like he's important for, like, outside of his normal life. I can see him going along the, the lines of ableism, technology. To, exactly. To make him better for himself, but also maybe have a bad run, but maybe eventually come out clean on the other and side. And then they're mad, and they're like, you're evil, you're Optimus Grime. Something like that, but that works. Optimus Grime? <laughs> Optimus Grime. Kilgore 2.0? Yeah, yeah, you have that, and like, I don't know. I don't know, but I think that he might be a little pissed off. He yeah. he needs that power, he wants it. And- Especially <laughs> when he was on his deathbed, would seem like, and they refused to help him with any power. Thank God he got over that. I don't know that that will ever be referenced either but I, I right now what we still need to get that damn brock of attorney out of billy's chest we don't need that we really don't i like at one point where you have the witch like hey listen i didn't want to make another fucking black adam i'm like i don't know maybe we could have another one we got that white adam going around we have the black adam yeah really look at you wizard who was just aligning with the bad gods to freaking subjugate humankind is talking shade on black adam wizard i know you were dead during the dark crisis and magically brought back with no real reason given but i don't know if you know this (laughs) black adam saved the day by sharing this power with everybody how did he do that (laughs) i don't know (laughs) the wizard's like what the fuck did I miss? I go and I get killed by Darkseid for a couple weeks and all hell breaks loose. Holy moly. But yeah, that would be funny. It's like, hey, let's talk to the writers. We don't know how that happened, but whatever it did. But, but you can't share the power with your family? And Black Adam shared it with the fucking world? That don't make no sense. <laughs> like, what's going on? Freddy's over there. What's yeah, a random? Right? It doesn't make sense. I'm going to Black Adam. Maybe that would be the play. He could go to Black Adam. Ma- Mary already power. did that. Uh, well, I, I be- want- she became Black Mary. Okay, well there you go. I want Black Fred. The power corrupted her. Yeah, well, uh, well it would, Eric, wouldn't it? Uh, great power corrupts you greatly, right? Isn't yeah. that what they say? <laughs> what would you give this? Thank you, Uncle Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you give this? Oh, it's a million. This is I'm telling you, the stuff with Mary's fine because it finally gives her and Billy a status quo that we can have for its own series, which will hopefully. Make everything even more queer, but besides that aspect, the idea that I do like the art in the main Wonder Woman. Actually, the art throughout is pretty solid. I, yeah, I enjoy is. all of it. The I, middle I like section is definitely the weakest, but it's still pretty good overall. But this is a shit show of a story. Piece Doesn't shit. make sense. Changes story. Changes freaking you know myth and legend around to suit its own purposes. Just here, changes its story within itself to suit its own purpose. Here, nothing flows. Nothing goes together, and we gain nothing except for Mary Marvel having her own power by the end, which really did not feel like the end goal. And all the stuff that was built up 
Toss aside because we're not worrying about that anymore. We done run out of time. I'm giving this a fuck you five. Yeah, I think that I'm gonna fuck give it the chicken, uh, strips. chicken strips as well because it it was bad. I mean, just the idea of it not being able to go from issue to issue and and keep what's going on. I mean, you ended up with last issue legitimately. I'm going to get you know Erebus, and that never happened. And that's Down big. Set. Yeah, it's it's very, very odd overall, and it just ended up being another one. I mean, we ended up that trial. The Amazons was bullshit. This goes on. I was even talking to somebody today uh, that runs a comic store and desperately wants to like Wonder Woman so that he can end up saying, hey, you should get Wonder Woman. He's like, push I, it, yeah. And he's like, I can't even push it. He said, in my good conscience, I good can't conscience, tell yeah. anybody because people will come in and say, hey, is that Wonder Woman any good? Like, what's going on? Shit. I do like money, but God, yeah, and integrity. especially now it's tough to sell any comics. And he's like, I, I can't because he's afraid they're going to go and say, boy, this guy. Well, the thing is, I, I would go to the person like, did you watch Wonder Piece Woman 84 and did you like it? Yeah, yes. yeah maybe. Well, then, yeah, buy away. That is true. That that might be the play that might end up working out because, yeah, it is it is that bad. But, yeah, uh, I know that we were talking in the Slack and yeah, yo. He said that he wanted us to call out the editors, and it's, you know, Brittany Holzer, you got Paul Cummins, you got all those. and they, But they're the shit show of everything going on. It's the editors, it's the writers. They, this is why we're getting Tom King on Wonder Woman, because it's such a wreck. They need to do something that's going to light the fire drastic. under people's ass. I mean, that is. It's, it's a drastic move. and it, But it's already, people are already talking either way, and it's one of those, like we talk about, like they said about Howard Stern and the Howard Stern deal. Half the people listened because they like him. Half the people hated him and wanted to see what he's going to do next. That's like Tom yeah. King on a continuity book, but I'm scared. But we'll move on to the last book of this section. Where this is a mind freak, the likes of Chris Angel would freaking be freaked out about it. No, I enjoy watching Chris Angel. No. Number one. <laughs> How about David Blaine? Are you a David no. Blaine fan? I think that no. when you watch either of those, you somehow get hepatitis, allegedly. I Written see. by Ram V, art by Stefano Raffaele Ivan Rice, Eduardo Ponsica, Danny Mickey, Joe Prado, Julio Ferreira, Juan Castro, Brad Anderson, Adriana Lucas, and Ariana Mayer. Some of those are in the backup that we won't even deal with. It's it, this Hooray. is this book is awful, and if you enjoy it, all the power to you. Please get a hold of me. And let me know what the fuck is going on, because not only is it a slog to get through, but Ram V is putting up roadblocks after speed bumps, after brick walls for anybody to get involved in the story in my mind. And the things that end up popping up, you can't even make sense because the dialogue is just so over the top. Not We go back in time. He's going to give us a little background. Of the Oregons. How long and, ago do you think this is? I don't and know, the because idea, it's jumping around and stuff like that, like crisscross. Because, like, Prince Arzen, who is our, I want to say our main antagonist in Gotham right now, just because he's in Gotham, he's the one in power. Uh, obviously, Mommy's the main one, but she's not in Gotham right now. But he seems to be a young man of 21, something along those. His but family seems to live a lot. They're <laughs> immortal to yeah. a degree, so I don't understand how that works. At what point do you stop aging? So, Everything that goes on with this backstory, because all we're going to have for the majority of this is pretty much a flashback to the Oregon's Prince Arzen's father and how his father's best friend was Rachel Gould, who ultimately killed him in the desert when the father, who was from a nomad tribe, had to marry the Princess Oregon so they can you know, align the tribes of the sand and do all this stuff. 
she wanted him to go on a quest to find his lost city because back in the day, the lost city of Erham, whose treasures were so powerful that her denizens left of their own volition, bequeathing the city to the desert for fear of it being taken by more impetuous hands. These people left because they had a city that was like Atlantis with all the treasures they had there, this gift of immortality, of knowledge, all this stuff and stuff. The power cannot get into the wrong hands. We don't need this. So we're going to leave it behind because it could even corrupt us because with great corruption comes great possibilities. Is that what Uncle Men said? Yeah, but yeah. When we have this, it's like, you know what, husband dear, tribe of the nomads, wouldn't it be great if our son Arzen would grow up and have a place that he could ha- have? So why don't you go? Why don't you go on a quest and find your people's lost city? That would be great for you. Hey, Rachel, go best friend. When my husband goes on the quest, when he finds it, I need you to murder his ass because my mommy, she won't have no lousy desert nomad be a king of the freaking Oregons. So we're going to kill his ass, get rid of him, but we need his riches and everything that his lost city has. You have this this story that is just so narrative. I, I want to say like narrative heavy, but you don't understand the idea of heavy when I say it because it is just Ramvi. Like, I don't think he could talk like this. Maybe he does. I'm sitting there with a thesaurus trying to make this shit work in a goddamn story that nobody will have fun reading as far as I'm concerned. Well, and people seem to be, and we'll get to a review by the end, that they seem to be affected by this shit that when you're done reading it, somehow you're talking poetically and in verse. But in this, I always said before, something like a Steve Orlando and things like that, where you could read this, you know, like, okay, uh, when you start saying this shit out loud, it, it just it it's a mind bender. Also, just when you're reading it, if somebody is like, "Oh no, it's pretty good. I'm going to reread it. It's so great." Just to, take notice of all the times that he says "like" because it's this was like that. This was like the sands of a woman of gravity and treacherous depths. Zenda was the son of the chief of the nomads, like the desert wind. Everything he can't just say. Here's what you got. Let's go because Look, the story I can't describe itself, this perfectly. So it's like this yeah, over here. Yeah, and so, it, but it, it convolutes it more because you don't really need to know what Zenda it, is like. The desert wind. I just need. It to almost know sounds who the like he's he going is. to Hollywood and trying to pitch a story. Well, it's it, like it this does. movie meets this movie. Yeah, and, and that's always a bad thing. And it's always a metaphor. It's always a sim. It, it's all this nonsense. When all I want to know is what the fuck the Orgums are doing in Gotham, what, what this Orgum place is. Oh, shit, you don't even know. They're buying up buildings and media and all this different stuff. They're like, you know, they're going to be in software, hardware, shit. You don't even understand how much stuff the Orgums are buying up. Oh, I would like to understand. <laughs> I'd like to. They're, they got the hard and the soft power. So, what? And then they're looking at it, even like some of the, uh, the progression. And I told you, we said it already. I barely saw the art because I'm just reading and a slog and trying to figure this out. Trying to understand. Points when they're saying, oh, get this, Cass, she was down below in the sewers and she really was concerned about these people and was doing it. And this was crazy. But she's here now. Why is she standing next to Batman now for him to say, go and see what's going on with those people that you were concerned? I actually thought that they messed up or something. And then well, that I'm like, that was one of the best parts I thought of the story going forward with these little side quests we had where Cheshire Cat, you know, shoes slash Leanne Harper was like with Solomon Grundy, where Batgirl, Cassandra Kane, they were all going to team up in the underground to save the people from the Orgums. And I'm like, now this cast has to go back to where she already was. Yeah. I, yeah. She has to double back. Now, in this, again, in the end, I, if you're into the story, it, this is, to me, it's more minutia. It's okay, you know, you have these orgums and he's going to spell it out. Oh my God, Vandal Savage shows up. And these treasures, they get to, but you almost have, you know, the, 
the Indiana Jones moment where this guy oh, no. protecting this is the last crusade. Oh my god, when you actually when you have the idea when like Rachel Ghoul and the like King Zedha they go in the whole thing. They finish their quest. We found the lost city. They have to kill all of these marauders who call themselves Lazarus. I thought, is this going to be the beginning of the League of Lazarus? It's not, but they just call themselves Lazarus because of the treasures that they're keeping secret. We murder all those men, and we get to the riches inside the city, and there's an old man, an old wise man who's been there for thousands of years, and like every time somebody comes, he tells them the story about the idea of why we kept this. The, those men you killed put kings at a these were your own men who were left behind to make sure that nobody would get their hands on it because even our own people can't have this power. What do you say, King? Are you going to leave and I'm going to resurrect these people like I have done a dozen times over from everybody who comes to slaughter them? I, I would say get better guards, personally, but you can resurrect these assholes if you want. They're not doing much, I guess. But the idea, you know what? I can't take the treasures. This is bad. Well, Rachel goes then going to be like, how about this? Your wife, she told me to murder your ass. So either you can find these whole things and I won't kill you. You bring it back, she's going to get somebody else to do it. Or I can just kill you right now. Make it pretty peaceful. And what it's like, say, like, let bygones be bygones. You know what? That's pretty good, Race. You kill me right now. Make it soft and gentle, my brother. Soft and gentle. And then after that, make sure you whoop, 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 and run away. And grab the riches. Run, my friend. Run. And you have that, like, Vandal Savage comes and then Vandal Savage is... I want to get that old sky stone from the that old lady's head, and you well, know that's you have the thing the too. Because the one, one, of the big, one of the big riches we have of these two like sand tribes is the idea when the the meteors fell and gave Vandal Savage's power. I guess more meteors fell later on, or they just found pieces of it because he was a Neanderthal. These people seem to have acquired their their meteors later on, but they broke it in two. The one took the one, while the other took the other. For some reason, our Oregon clan, our family, and this thing. You know what the. The matriarch of our clan, she needs to embed this shit in her forehead. Give her a big old goiter with it because it's going <laughs> to give her knowledge oh, of the so future. Yeah, right. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to talk to her. She's going to find out stuff. So the thing is, the, if you just told this a straightforward way, first off, I still don't think it's necessary. This is more of, you know, window dressing. So you can go, oh, my God, these orgums, they have a history. They're going to do this. And it connects to. You know, Rachel Ghoul and but, you even have things less with of them the, and another tribe. Yeah, yeah. So, but you end up having all that, and they're going to get this treasure, whatnot. But when you end up just mucking about, and then by the end, I'm telling you, I saw some people saying, "Well, you know, this was the greatest because it tied everything up. It told you everything." And I'm like, "Really? Just because you have Batman standing around with a fucking music box?" This doesn't wrap shit up. He's just standing there with the music box. Even at the one point where Rach, oh, Rach knew that how to fight the or you, Ten Claw, you get with the silver because Eric, he's the Wolfman, the wolf and then man. it's like the Flesh Crafter with a what? Like what the fuck? And then the Serpent with the strength of the mind. All right, like I, I, I don't know. What's you use going your on antidotes here. to fight him. Yeah, you're just adding more stuff to shit you Look, didn't I'm explain before. You're doing all this background stuff just so we could have the idea of why the uh, the Orgums hate the Al Ghuls and they have this blood feud with the League of Assassins because Rachel Ghul killed Prince Arzen's father. He doesn't understand the real reason behind it or anything like that. But we have all this esoteric stuff going on. The Orgums have that doesn't make any sense. We got it from this city over here. That's where we got him. This this is bullshit over here. But the big thing about it that I actually do care about more than anything that we've dealt with so far in Detective Comics and the Ram V's run is the idea that Vandal Savage has come to the Orgums to get this stone out of this bitch's forehead because the idea is he's collecting these pieces of stone that originally gave him his power because he's weakening for some reason. And I want to know all about that. Nothing about the rest. I'm hoping that by the end, he gathers up all his children and the comet that's coming by. He's going to stop remember it. Remember that nonsense story? Uh, God. And that is. That was part of the truth. Yeah, it was. That 
the whole deal with Vandal Savage, then I'm like, oh shit, we're getting the War of Immortals. Eric is going to get what he wants. I don't need this, but well, no, that this is, is the actually thing is, the most I, interesting thing about it. We it talked really about is. this before during the uh, One Bad Day Rachel Gould story where, like, you know, Rachel Gould's whole modus operandi is that he hates all this growing society because it's killing Mother Earth and stuff like that. And I, the idea of him being immortal, his greatest threat and, like, you know, person of interest should be Randall Savage because yeah, he's the original conqueror who builds up cities and all these, like, territories and all these kingdoms. He is the originator of all of this, like, bringing all this, like, war and like you know uh, technology to people through his everlasting like you know time this should be his number one desire to kill vandal savage who is the originator of all of this by being the oldest immortal there is this is getting somewhere close to that but Rachel goes dead uh, and, and even then the whole plan they do mention that at least he you know references that a bit but the thing is though that overall i just i don't know why ram v is making it so hard to enjoy a story that has a couple i just He's done this now. We almost have 12 total issues because we had an annual and 10 issues, and we just were never getting more forward. I thought, oh, my God, the Orgums, they're stepping it up. We're going to see. And then we go back in time to see more of a connection with race that we'll probably get more of that. And you'll end up having Vandal Savage, whatever. But even at one point, like some of the dialogue, which we're not going to get into, we're just going to get out of this nonsense. But I sent you a deal because at one point the dialogue was the device. The Thalamus engine, based off what Talia told me, they'll seek to use it at some pivotal moment of inflection in Gotham's subconscious. That's what cool. she told you, did you? I don't know what the fuck that says. And maybe I'm a dummy, but this is just, it's always just a, a chore to get through this. And you don't get anything by the end. We, we barely go any, well, we don't go really forward because we go back to show you more things. And it's just boring. It's just overwritten overly narrated overly deal but yeah i think that the vandal savage kind of thing that's kind of cool but i'm all about it's that. adding another thing though to the book oh that, i agree you know the whole deal it, the know. thing though with prince arzen's father and the idea that he blames the like league of assassins and the al ghouls for the death of his father when his father does find out about the city and makes a choice so like after he's told that like nobody can have this power the thing that rachel gold tells him that i did enjoy though but if you go home now, she will know you found the city. Then you must either betray your people or fight the mother of your child. And if you do, what of your boy Arzen? Shall he like be made to choose his allegiances at, at this age? And if he chooses you, what then? My queen was willing to kill her husband. What fate awaits the child who rejects her? You came here to accomplish a task of honor, to find something worth saving. These are your choices, my liege. The city is treasures the honor of its people, your life, or your child. What sh- will you save? And then it's like, Zedan of the desert mind. I'm sorry, that that hand of the desert winds made his choice that day. My father never a man to shirk his duties, gave his brother a painless step. So it's like, yeah, that's some bullshit. And it's like, Rache, kill me now. I'm telling you, all that had to be was like, hey, listen, it ain't going to work out if you go back because shit's going to go wrong. I'm going to kill you. Also, though, that was to set up, too, because then we're told that Batman, he's going to have to choose the city of the people as well. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, by the end. But then you have the idea. Master Austin, it is time. This guy is presenting him just a music box with a like a skeleton of a horse on it with some music playing, and then all of a sudden Prince Arson's eyes are glowing green. He's got light up tattoos on his face like he's fucking Mike Tyson. I don't know what's happening here because I don't understand the story of the asthma, the thalamus engine, yeah, the reality I don't engine. Think anything the was really thing. played out. The music boxes. We got Wolfman's. We got goddamn 
body manipulators. I, it's just so much going flesh, on. And now you have yeah, the, flesh crafters and the serpents. Flesh crafters, that's what it was. Man. Yeah, and I'm saying, and now Vandal Savage is coming to town for the final battle of Gotham City, the heart and soul. But the, the funny play is like we've gone on so long, and like, oh my god, what? A, and now you throw Vandal Savage, which we do like, but it's like I'm still waiting for Batman. Like, to do are something. you doing this? Well, he is Eric. He has the asthma and their weakness to cold. He learned that. He's got the music box. He learned the language of the strange music. Oh, I fuck. like. I like to call that country music, Eric. That's what it's Dude, actually. Dude, I'm just telling you when you when you have when you have this narration to. I know you have learned from your battles the ads were in their weakness to cold and their language of strange music to fight Ten Claw with silver and the flesh crafters with your antidotes, but they will make you choose, Bruce, between the city of your people. This is the idea, like, you have learned their language of strange music. I'm like, I wish I'd learned it. I, well, it'd be funny because obviously we can't hear it, but I do think it's not, it's mumble rap. All of a sudden, he's like, he, he never opens understand it up that language. Like, heard heard and he's like, I understand this. I really like the kids down at the rec center. They love <laughs> this shit. And all of a sudden, Post Malone's in the background. He's doing his shit. Uh, but yeah, I, and then Batman goes down below and he's like, I'm in the tunnels. The festivities have begun. <laughs> Who the fuck is the festivities this? <laughs> for the organ place we don't understand. I, 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 <laughs> Roger that. And where what, are you heading? I like, <laughs> is, is this the same organ uh, organ place that they're building over where the old Arkham Asylum was? I don't know because it looks now like it's almost like Arkham Tower. I, it's like right in the know. middle. It's I don't know. Like you said, you got Mike Tyson tattoos. Probably somebody's raging pigeons in the background. I don't know. And then it says the opening of the organ place can't be a coincidence. Oh, oh, it can't. <laughs> and uh, what? I'm underground. The complex beneath the building. But again, I ended up talking to some people and saying, like, I still don't really know. And they were like, oh, it's a it's a hall of records. What? It's this. It's that. It's a hospital. But in this, we're like, it's got all the powers. Go. I, I don't get it. I just don't get soft it. Soft power and hard power. Yeah, all of it. I got the soft power, unfortunately. They got the I'm social medias, too, they bought up. Yeah, they got the social medias. They bought up the TikToks and the, all the stuff. Got They got streaming They're services. They're doing, like, crazy dances. It would be funny. Gail Tenclaw's doing some werewolf fucking dance. Good right? Wolfman. <laughs> He's doing the Wolfman. Everybody, I want to see all the organs they set up and they do Thriller. That'd be pretty cool, right? They, they honestly, attack honestly, that I, way. I was trying to think of what the Wolfman would be. I just realized I'm doing Thriller here yeah, I was just doing it as well, though. What happens is they do it a little earlier. Lazarus Reigns going. Everybody on Themyscira, all those soldiers, <laughs> they're doing Thriller. Oh, yes. And then the, made the story ten times better. The wizard is the one who turns around and laughs for some reason. He's cackling because he really, actually, <laughs> he did some really <laughs> shitty things that he got away with it, so he's laughing. But overall, again, this... This book is just hopefully something comes about hard. It's very hard. I went to look in and like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Because we end up having two months off, you know, the spookiest months of the year, July and August. So I thought, well, are they going to do a play where this ends before that? Because you think they might want to. Uh, but I don't think it does. <laughs> I look, no, you're just going to have that, it doesn't that look at, two month gap and nobody's going to know what's going on when we get what back. The fu- I barely know what's going on now. And then we're going to have a two month gap, but we'll see. It's weird. The sales in this book like fluctuate so much. It's up, down, all around. Clap your hands, clap your hands, bottles and cans. I don't know, Eric. I don't understand why anybody would like it, but I did say I wanted to read a review and this is what happens when you get bullshit. And somebody wants to describe it in a way to match that bullshit to maybe impress Ram V. You get a review that says, I don't even know what this is. Detective Comics was already a banger. And then V 
and company storm the gates in a cloud of midnight to paint Batman's world in a deeper shade of black. While Spurrier gave us a maddening tour into the pastel hellhole of Gotham's quiet underbelly. There are no disappointments to be found here with its great storytelling, majestic art, Cthulhuid inks, dashing hues, and crisp letters. Ten out of ten. Mm. And I, I did cool. want to mention but that I said before, right? Yeah, really. Oh, this drink. I mean, oh, my goodness gracious. Please just call up Ramby and ask him out for dinner. You end up by the end of this, though. I said at the beginning, every book that we're talking, all this bullshit, every book except for the Lazarus Planet Revenge of the Gods had at least one 10 out of 10 in the reviews this week. And this is why people don't fucking care about these written reviews anymore. They're just nonsense. And even that, the Revenge of the Gods, there's a 9-6. And it's like the, the same people over there. They can't find a book that they don't like. But what would you give this? Ultimately, I give this a 5.2 out of 10 because I am interested in the Vandal Sav stuff because I do care about that character, but that, that's little, that's pretty Piece much mostly shit. what I care about here. And that, and I enjoyed the art in this, even though, like you, it's, it's hard to look at all the yeah. art because of all the times you're trying to it sit does there look and understand good when what's you look big at like it afterwards, right? Yeah. That's why I'm going to just give it a regular five. Just give yeah. it a five and get out of there. It's one of those. It's like, mm, this is. But tying in the meteor that gave it, like, you know, Vandal Savage's power and the idea that Vandal has to collect more of this thing that originally gave him his power because now he's weakening for some reason, that sounds like an amazing story. I want to know more about that. It's just it's I the wonder rest if I don't care I about. I wonder if he's going to tell it because that, you know uh, what I mean? Because this is more the Orgum's Navy. Maybe he'll do that in the, the Vigil book, right? The Vigil. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know when this shit's going to end. I'd also, like, it's not going to end, but that's what he does. You can't kick him off a book. Because the guy never tells the story. He does 10 issues of Swamp Thing. You have to give him six more. And he still didn't tell the story by the end. He starts doing the, the nuclear and the, the nonsense and the machine, the meat machines. The Ooh, hate bombs of the Nazis. Oh, my God. But that's that. That's the end of the first section of books. We still have a whole other section of bullshit, Eric. But we'll be back to do that. Have some fun with it in just a moment. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself And he really thinks that tear is terrible That's just every shake Looking for a star screen Or maybe a hubcap Spends all his money buying all that crap Well, that's just every shake all right, we're here. Three books, Eric. I have a feeling that things are going to pick up here. Right. And uh, we're going to love it. We're going to love everything going on. We're going to start. I like Lion, too. Yeah. I'm lying around. Lying around. I, wasn't that the place lying around books? Downtown? Yeah. And I was like, why, why are they always telling fibs? I don't understand. Is it that you go up and they're like, I'll take this book for 50 cents and then they charge you $2 and then I run. Now that place is fucking expensive as hell. Yeah, it was. I actually did go in and I, I saw at one point they had like the uh, player's handbook, the old uh-huh. AD&D deal, and it, it, it was Way too pricey for my blood And really I think they were trying to rail people with it And I mean they were trying to rail people with it Eric Unstoppable Doom Patrol number 2 You ready? Is it unstoppable For you Eric? Is this the unstoppable book That you cannot fathom it Stopping? Is that what they say? (laughs) No (laughs) Down at the flea market It's written by Denis Colbert Dennis Colbert, art by Chris Burnham Brian Reber and Pat Rousseau and it's it's a weird play. This book, I've heard people tell me that this was a better jumping on point for people because it explains more. 
Then I saw Gazer says that it's the opposite of that. It is. In and my then mind. you end up, and I, I agree. And so we've had some people of the Get Fresh crew where, you know, they know that this isn't going to be my thing anyway, but I want it to be. I, I seriously, I want to get into this. I really do, but. You're gross and weird. You could be a Doom Patrol member. Yeah, you know, and I, I just, I want to get involved just so I enjoy when we're going through it. And I'll tell you. I didn't hate this issue. I just don't really have any feeling about it by the end. And if you ended up at the end of this issue saying, we're done with this book, I'd eh, whatever. If you say at the end, we're going to continue, eh, whatever. I, I'm, six issues, we're continuing. Yeah, so you end up going with that. And I, I don't know. It's just a play, though. I did get sad by the end <laughs> where we see a kid blow up. And I thought, I don't know that I needed that. I don't know that you needed to go that far. I got a little sad. But even then, I don't know why, because there's no real connection. And I was going to say, what did you care about the kid named Worm? It, all I cared, because that's almost like my name, Eric, Wormer. Uh, you know, Wormser, then I'm really sad. No, I just, I don't like seeing kids blowing up, except that's on the like social medias. Right? I like when their their TikToks is blowing up. Can't wait to follow these children. The, the thing that I said that I heard uh, from... Dennis Culver's Twitter that I was worried about was he said, oh, well, I'm going to introduce a ton of characters. So when we get into it, he does, but it doesn't really matter that much. But there's just characters who pop up out of nowhere. I'm like, did we know that person? Is that that's oh, it's somebody different. And degenerate. Yeah. And then you end up, well, degenerates there, but you also have the guy who gets out of the pool. Flex Montella? Uh, no, no. Well, I'll tell you when we get there, because actually. I'm trying to remember which part the pool was now. Or like, is like Flex Mental? Like Flex Mental is at the gym. Then you also had like, do you think the Think Tank Mento? Oh no, that's not a pool. No, no. Uh, I'll I'll point it out because you do okay. have a lap pool going on. That at the one point you have an octopus in it. Uh, the yep. one thing though that when you see this other character, kind of looks like it is it because of the art looks like it almost is a Beast Girl, but it isn't. So we'll get to that. It's it's a very quick issue, though, actually. It's not anything of a slog. It just ends up where you jump into this, and you don't really do much in this issue. You do go back to HQ. You do try to the figure shelter. out some things. And so when you go in, I sent you something that I didn't know that you you know took a look at. But legitimately, legitimately, I guess this is a joke. They're throwing shade at the X-Books and the whole Jonathan Hickman data pages of the X-Books because it's it's exact and then you end up having jane say i don't need this crap and crumbles it up and throws it down i'm like that is a weird obscure joke to be telling because it's well, the exact. thing is, it, it kind of makes sense and it really does feel like this is a throwback almost a reject from the new age of dc here as we had before where we have the unstoppable doom patrol where they are the dc version of the x-men i think they came out a week or so before the x-men but they never did as good as the x-men even though the x-men were canceled as well at a certain point but this is pretty much the X-Men thing. And even when we have the six-issue mini with it, we have the Doom Patrol going out and collecting metahumans that were to, like, you know, activated during the Lazarus Raid and bringing them back to our, you know, school for gifted youngsters, essentially, to see if they can work on their powers. This is well, an yeah, X-Book. Wink, wink. It is. And it's going to be X in my whole pull list, Eric. Boom. It already is. But an you end X up where... in my whole pull list. Yeah, it's an X in my whole pull list. <laughs> that didn't come out that great, but... Uh, they end up where you just get thrown in here. They do get another, and at least Dennis Culver is getting to the point. They go and get somebody else 
and boom, worm. we're back to HQ, and it's worm, and but that's a plant. Yes, we have we have General Blanche and we have Peacemaker working together, trying to like infiltrate what's going on with the Doom Patrol's headquarters and figure out what's really going on and how we can take them down. So when you have these Peace Hammer robots going around taking out this metahuman named Worm, who's just a young boy who has a sentient worm that lives in his belly, that comes out of his belly named Velvet. We're going to bring him back. He's already a Suicide Squad member to a, for some reason to a degree, even though it seems like he got his powers during the Lazarus reign. We don't have a Suicide Squad or even Argus, as far as I'm concerned right now. Who knows what's going on? But we don't have a Task Force X. I don't know how this kid was a part of that. But he's been infiltrating the shelter and the Doom Patrol to gain intel for Peacemaker so he can continue to make America great again. Yeah, and I, I do believe that Worm, he ended up eating like uncooked pork. He got some tapeworm going on. It's a pretty good, you know, weight loss program. But you end up where he's he's kind of cute, and you end up Beast Girl takes him right away. Child. Well, I'm saying though, that's what they're not going to make it. Like I'm just trying to talk shit on you. You know, degenerate. You're going to be like, I don't know about this sus guy. But if you're going to infiltrate things, you end up and it's trustworthy looking. Though it seems like that might have been the opposite play, and they realized it before that, or it could just be through this therapy. Who knows? But you end up by the end that they actually realize that this is somebody who's kind of there doing some sus things. But unfortunately, by the it's too late. And I'm like, why is it too late? Like, no, this is a kid. Oh, my goodness. It's now Fourth of July. But, yeah, you go into this and you get to see. And I always like cross sections. But the problem is, and I do always like Chris Burnham's art. But yeah. some of this stuff that I think would be cool, you're not seeing it close up enough that it makes it cool. But you see that stuff going on, and then you see Flex Mantella. You're going to get a bunch of characters that are, hey, look, we're, we have the gangs all back. They're all here. That's cool. But you're not really guiding people in with anything. You've got more training it. going on here with a freaking big old spread page than what we had in the entirety of Teen Titans Academy. That is true. I mean, actually, they are doing that. Now, what ends up happening when they go to Flex? And it is, it, it's Beast Girl taking Worm around, giving the tour. Which is a cool way yeah, to you got a new HQ. We can see some stuff going on for the new Unstoppable Doom Patrol. Why not? Yeah, and while that's going on, Jane ends up running into Dr. Calder, who he seems to be upset because he's not the lead anymore, and he's going to get some little shady it's stuff. It's just the weird stuff with the progression of the story, because while you need to like you know progress your idea that you know General Blanche is pissed off the Doom Patrol, wants to take him down and learn exactly what they're doing with the help of Peacemaker... You have the whole idea that you know Worm is infiltrating their HQ now, getting intel back to General Blanche. But when you have all this stuff thrown at you, like, Robot Man, all right, everybody, it's a Tuesday. You know I'm off. I'm going to go ride my motorcycle over here to Dorothy Spinner's grave. They don't tell you anything about who Dorothy is for anybody who's jumping into the Unstoppable Doom Patrol. She was a formal member. Like, he took her off a life support. I did my she- due diligence. Oh, okay. So I ended but like, up. But that's the thing, though. I, I don't I don't mind we do that, but you shouldn't have to. Even the idea of Crazy Jane having a personality that's now calling herself Chief, who she's in charge of the Doom Patrol and refuses to give you know the Doom Patrol back to Ky- Ch- uh, Childs, freaking Niles Calder, and he's trying to fight like you know work his way back into becoming Chief, and this fight they're having inside, like inside, like this this inner turmoil that they're having with who's in charge of this team because is it the old guard, is the new guard, what's going on? You don't really have enough here because you don't really understand who Niles Calder is if you're coming into this fresh. I know, yeah, and that's true, and. And again, where I end up, where I, because we're talking about it, but if I was buying this, I'd be mad that I'd have to look at, you know, I want to be guided through this and any writer may have a different version and a little slight deal. So I'd like to get it from them. But the problem is, is that if I go and say, oh, you know, Dr. Calder, okay, well, he's the leader of this. 
that's still not giving me that connection to the book that I need. I now know who he is, but I don't have a past with him. So what you need to do as a writer is give me that in these scenes, and you're not really getting it. Also, when you see Flex, it's always kind of goofy. I always like Flex Mantel, and again, a character that I know of. But in the background, you got Lava Guy. You got Crickback and Big Hands. You have all these things going on, but like, are we going to get to them? Are they just there as real dressing? Now, here's the thing that I was talking about earlier. You end up where somebody comes up. Hey, Captain Trainer, talking to negative men. Oh, oh, what is I told you? Don't call me that. But because we're so pulled out, actually does look like, and I think some people might think that that is Beast Girl, but it's an actual other character. It's the introduction of another character. That's why he says, oh. My name, I'm going to go with the Silo Simon. I'm like, that's the worst name ever. I, if I'm <laughs> negative, man, I'm like, you go back to the drawing board. But, you know, there, there's another character that we're going to have to learn about. It's already getting too crowded. And we, again, do I want to see big hands and crick back? I don't know, but they're there. But in this, you do an okay job of this idea of this world. Well, Silo it's Simon, okay. I think I think that's the character that we had previously in the Lazarus Reign like tie-ins that we had with that character Simon, who was part of General Blanche's army. Well, there you go, and so there he is. But it's so like the art isn't even showing you that this is that important, and he's because a fungus guy, yeah, and because he's purple as well, and you kind of get a little bit says Simon and stuff like yeah. that. But still. You're not really getting the oomph. Well, like, it's until you said the idea, because I, I said the name to myself when I was reading the book, obviously, but it wasn't until you just said the name, like, Simon, I'm pretty sure that that was a character, so it's a callback. I didn't pick up on it when I was originally reading it. And then while that's going on, I mean, if you go and look in the back, there's Flex Mantello. He's making out with somebody. I mean, there's a lot of weird things. Yeah, there so a couple. But again, that's in the background and not really playing it out. He just says, oh, Rita, hey, gorgeous. I'm like, ooh, wee. Uh, but again, what I'm you know, centering on me personally is the worm story, which by the end it's okay. It's it's not great. It's I felt bad because this kid, but that is the the main we deal, are right? Worm in this whole thing because we're getting a walking tour like of the new shelter HQ and stuff like that. Learning who the characters are, Flex Mantel being like the the physical strength trainer. You have Doctor Cinco, who is this team psychologist. You go through that whole thing. You're learning a few things here and there. But it doesn't feel like it's enough for the main team, the main roster with what's going on. Because even when you have the thing where it's like, all right, Worm, you're going to go, go, you have to go around and infiltrate more stuff because we need more intel. And they go on, the think tank is being rebuilt again. Mento's in there. It's going to amplify as far as we got to shut this shit down. And I don't know if it's because Mento sees the kid tells him you can't be here that he alerts the rest of the Doom Patrol for them to say, hey, we know you're a spy. We got to take, like, you know, look, it doesn't matter. Just, can you please say Velvet? They're going to try to blow up my brain because I wouldn't play ball with them. Because the thing is, as much as you guys are creepy, kind of creepy too. Kind of like yeah, you guys, yeah. but I, mean, I don't get to the say game of it, they're right? going to blow my head up because I was part of the Suicide Squad. I disobeyed orders. Just take my worm out of my belly. Hold on to this little guy, Velvet. And please, please just let me die with some dignity. Yeah, and then dignity, you, you get Robot Man, tosses him in the air, and he blows up. I'm like, oh, he's dead. Uh we saved everybody else from the head explosion. Uh, Robot Man, he goes and sees Dorothy. Spen- Again, this is stuff for people who are in the know. Yeah. Uh, because even if I look up the character. It, it lets you know that the Milk Wars, the young animal stuff means nothing. Yeah, they're all done. But that's where I think that overall, I think you would have been uh, better played in the idea. I know they want to tie in this Lazarus rain and all these metas. It gives you that X-Men feel, but. Maybe for this series, you just needed to add the one character, say the Beast Girl, and then develop that, have them going on, not 
five characters each deal because he is now going to, and there's other characters that pop up here, but these are characters that are going to be expanded upon and said that like by issue number five, this roster is going to have like 15 characters. And I think you're already leaving some people like me behind because as you're going on, you're seeing, you know, these cross sections, you end up seeing, you know, some little jokes. I want to be Doom Patrol Dark down below. <laughs> you end up where there's a guy in the hazmat deal and you have these things going on. And, and maybe it's a little too much, you know, right away. And I think that, well, I thought that that Doom Patrol Dark is kind of funny, but <laughs> I don't, I think that, I think Dennis Culver is writing a book that I think he, he believes that it's more clever than it is. And it, it's not really that clever, but there's something here with Peacemaker. Well, even the idea where you have the think tank like being rebuilt with mental inside to amplify his powers, essentially what the uh, Peacemaker and General Blanche are finding out, they've rebuilt Cerebro. Yeah, it's Cerebro. That, and again, when you sit there and don't explain things, that's where I people like me who aren't really aware of things are going to go. It's Cerebro. Okay, I get it. And I guess. And, and then you just end it. It's such a quick issue. And they end it's up so where... Quick. When they end up where Wormy's like, I'm not down with this peacemaker. I'm and he's like, this isn't working. It's not going. I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, I don't want to see it. It's so funny, too, because you have the idea that Worm, the little boy, he sacrificed himself. He's thrown away. Like, they're they're like, the Doom Patrol was jamming a signal so it wouldn't kill him right away. He tells everybody, look, just take my worm, let him live here because I done messed up. I didn't want to betray you. They're they're already going to kill me. And then Robot Man throws it away so he doesn't hurt anybody else when he does explode because there's no way of stopping that at this point in time. But our big twist of the issue, and I don't even know if like it's supposed to be like, I don't this know. is the big twist, but is it a big twist anybody's reading? Don't worry, General Blanche. We might have lost an operative in Worm, but the metahuman that we actually had, our real metahuman operative, was Velvet, the actual worm in his belly. I'm like, and now he lives there, so we have an operative on the inside that nobody suspects. I'm like, all right, cool. I, actually, the thing is, I'm like, okay, so... Did the kid know that? Because that seemed to be his. Well, whole- that's the thing is, you say the idea of the meta, the, the meta human is actually velvet. So did the Lazarus Rain turn a person into a worm that could make a human construct around him? That's his meta power. It's weird, but but again, they said that this kid, like to me, he knew that this was going on. So all that was like weird because he was part of the Suicide Squad, and maybe I don't know when there wasn't a suicide that existed during the Lazarus Reign. Well, that would be that would be kind of a cool play if they ended up getting him and saying, and he's like, "Oh, thank you, I was part of the Suicide Squad," and that would have been the tell. Oh, this can't be real because the Suicide Squad wasn't around then. And maybe you're like, "Oh, that's kind of clever," but it wasn't that. But by the end, I kept thinking, like, "Wait a minute." Did this kid, did Worm actually know that Velvet was the meta? Like, what's going on? Because he let her? Is he crying there because he's upset that he betrayed everybody? The snot coming out of his nose because he's upset he betrayed everybody? And so at the end, is he like, oh shit, I done messed up. I'm going to die, but the mission continues. Here's Velvet. Now throw my ass into the sky so I can blow up a la Firestorm. And oh, then I, you can end I'm up you know, making a statue for me. Is that, I'm like, I don't know by the end if he's sus or not, but I don't like seeing a kid with snot coming out of his nose, and I don't like seeing them having their head blown up. It's almost like that weird little grub that like Starfire had in the Teen Titans That's cartoon. That's what it reminded me of, actually, and I've even seen that. What also I thought was funny is after when it blows up, you have the other kids in the thing. They didn't realize, and they're on the side, ooh. Uh, they think it's just fireworks, Eric, until all of it, it rains down uh, blood and guts. Like the end of a Tremors movie. <laughs> exactly. It's Tremors, it is. Again, it's 
what it is. It's a very quick issue. I wasn't that upset about it, but it seems like I'm kind of being more. left behind. Feels, well, that's what, yeah. I think is, I know. Yeah, you would need more, and, and I, I need more. And I just want the idea when you have Dorothy Spinner there, I just feel bad, like, you're not doing anybody for anything. When this is the dawn of DC, you're trying to pull people in. Are you, and that's the thing. With the idea of everything they're doing with the dawn of DC, are you trying to pull new people in, or are you trying to it bring old seem. people back? Yeah, I don't know. And, and even with, if you're with bringing... everything they're doing. But old people back, this still is more of the TV sh- You know what I mean? It doesn't even feel like... Because Ruben loves the old, you know, Doom Patrol, and he's yeah. like, yeah, this isn't that great. It's It's got these things. So I don't know what it's doing, but we're already past the it just point just feels like it's parroting the X-Men. And it, yeah, like and I said, it, the whole feel yeah. of it is a reject of the new age, new age of DC here. But it went really good with the new I'm age. I'm surprised it, it never really happened. would have, yeah. And uh, so all this going on, we're, we're going to be halfway. We're already too far in. I think I wouldn't be shocked if this was written during that time, but was shelved when that failed, and they just rewrote work some stuff here for a Donut DC. Mm, yeah, it, it it does feel like that, though it really does. And again, I I kind of like the character of Beast Girl, but two issues, and we don't really know much no. about her. And and so, again, if next issue all of a sudden we got what I need and want, that that's going to be too much for a third issue for people like you who already know. I, we're not going to get that much. We have these new characters. And I think that it's kind of just a mid-book. It's okay. If you like the TV show, I'm sure that you might like it a little. But then again, you you did, and you don't really like it. But I did see some people liking it. I am so far behind on the TV show. I don't even know what season it's on for the finale, because I know I'm seasons behind. I believe it's on the season Paprika. Uh, But we will end up, uh, what would you give this? Ultimately, I'd give this a 6 out of 10. The art's not really my thing, but it does its job, and it looks good in certain spots. And the story is just... It's just a walk through the shelter. So, like, while you don't get much on, you know, the background of these characters, since you are staying in continuity with other things, like Robot Man is going off to a grip. It's a different team. You wouldn't recognize it, but you'd still like it, Dorothy. That does nothing for anybody who's coming in fresh, and I felt bad for that. But, like, okay, I'm walking around. Here's the shelter. Here's some characters I recognize. We it's don't like do a much walking and- tour. Exactly. Place, and yeah. it does its job okay while making other parts really hard to understand why they went in that direction. And it's funny. Now I'm wondering if Velvet needs, like, some other carcass steel of a stomach to live in. I'll be also- your host. And and here is it's like a cool you. old from the Star Stargate SG one or like you know oh, exactly a Dax That's from Star what Trek. I was thinking exactly. I was actually think in my mind singing uh, "Be My Guest" for some reason. But oh. you end up where here's the thing. I and we'll get to the book next. Uh, maybe what you could have done with this is give six issues. You get everybody on board. You start doing things, and then the hope would be you'll get more to continue yeah. just like the blue beetle is going to continue and and this is a book that i could see them continuing but you know you got to get everybody on board first and maybe that's the shame of it because i like chris burnham's art the best part of all this is i have a higher score than you but it's mainly because i like chris burnham's art i'm giving Makes it a sense. six five not that much higher i gave the last issue a six five but i thought that yeah. did more to introduce Exactly. This one, I I feel it left a lot of people in the dark with what I was trying to do, with the exception of the walking tour. And we have a traitor in the ranks. It's a weird play. I did get a little bit of feels for this kid that I shouldn't have, but I'm I'm really I'm grasping for anything to to connect myself with this. So I connect to the kid with the worm who ended yeah. up getting blown up. There you go. So we'll see Just what like happens me. now. 
Exactly. But we'll move on to the next book. Uh, and what is there? It is a finale, Jim. It's Blue Beetle Graduation Day number six. Yes, it is. Yes, it is for now. <laughs> Blue Beetle Graduation Day number six, written by Josh Cirillo with art by Adrian Gutierrez, Will Quintana, and Lucas Gattoni. And now it's all, everything we've built up for, it's all come to roost here where the Horizon are coming in for their air quotes invasion where Blue Beetle has proved his merit to everyone. The new Beatles involved from the Horizon, the Justice League, everybody who tried to take him down and tell him he's not good enough. He can't use superpowers anymore because he is a threat whether he likes it or not. Now he has new powers for whatever reason, and he's in charge of everything. Everybody says, go Large for it, kid. Charge. I love the idea that through all this, it's like, listen, you're going to Palmyra City. You better not do any of the superheroines. And now all of a sudden, it's a straight up what they think is an alien invasion. You go for it, buddy. We'll be right over here. You go for it. The problem is, and this is where I was talking to you before we even recorded, and I think that the Doom Patrol is this as well, and it's definitely in the next issue, the Harley. The And it reminds me a bit. I think it's a little better, but it does remind me of Megan Fitzmartin on the Tim Drake. There's a lot of books at DC right now. I don't seem to know how to set up the stories or the characters because in this, these other Beatles, those should be the most important thing going with this. And yeah, they're there, and I kind of know they're connected, but I don't know really anything about them. And so when you get One's this, a girl. yeah, I mean, we get that, you know, it's like everybody's always playing catch up to give you a little bit of these character moments or, or little things, but I really don't know anything about them. I did like that, you know, Jaime backed them up, said, you know, they're okay, they're with me, we're going to figure this out, that's fine. Okay, you're in charge for some reason now, Jaime. It It feels like out of nowhere this issue just gets plopped in because it's the finale and we weren't at that point Not even that, though. But, like, we're not at that point yet, but the thing is, even to get to this point, like, Cyborg blasted Jaime with that thing that killed him, but awoke in the true power within Kanchi Da, and now he has a new power to his suit that's just it's not explained. He's just more powerful now, and he can talk to Kaji for whatever reasons. The, the jamming device that the Horizon were using to block the reach, it's okay now, and he's more powerful. But like Superman in Action Comics, where they keep saying he's more powerful now, I don't know what that means because he's just Blue Beetle. Even with the point where he like his costume changed a little bit, but later on, it's just regular Blue Beetle costume. So it's like you're not even continuing on with the idea of like his his appearance has even changed. No, yeah, and he says, "Oh man, I'm upgrading all that," and again. This feels a lot like, I'm telling you, it feels a lot like a lot of books that we're getting, like a Tim Drake or the Harley and things like that, that things just happen to happen, and they end up where they're, they, they, you almost get the idea, oh, this should be big, but is it? Then we're dealing with the horizon. Now, this whole time, how many issues after issue are we going to get? I mean, there's only six issues, but yet we all know that the horizon coming down, they're not bad. We've yeah. been spelling this out over and Starfire over. Starfire hasn't shut up about it. Yeah, and so when they're come down, so oh no, here. alien invasion. Uh, wait a second, you have told us over and over that yeah, this isn't the case. Yeah, but now the big problem is that they're sending in another signal, and now that I can have this new powers in Kaji Da's back talk, he can decipher the code. Oh my god, their ship is damaged in SOS. Yeah, SOS. All hands on deck, everybody. I'm Jaime Reyes. I'm in charge. I have new powers now. I can take the brunt of this. Everybody, we've got to stop that ship from crashing down on the city. And even the idea of that is like, all right, Kaji, we're going to go up there, send all my power, all my new power to stop in this thing, put this away. What about life pres- like reserves? Like, no, we're going to cut everything. Screw this that. is going to prove that Jaime Reyes is a true hero once and for all. And everybody's going to say, man, Jaime, you sure did it. And I'm like, look, I understand it's his book and you want him to do the most amazing things here. But you have Green Lanterns, you have Superman, Superman you have Shazam. 
who Shazam doesn't do dick in this whole thing. Black Condor, he's just bitching the entire Shazam time. Shazam is like the first X-Wing that gets hit and he yeah. like, didn't even get near Porkins. the Death Star, right? Yeah. At least Porkins had a good ending. True. Like, ah, this is the guy who's like, oh shit, what happened? What happened to Johnny? Oh, he, he didn't make it. He actually All crashed right, on takeoff. I know I have a new ship. I, we have this damaged ship going on. It's going to take out this entire city. But Superman, Green Lantern, you need to trust these powers that you don't know and I don't understand and I just got. I'm going to take care of it. You take out the meteors that are also coming down. Okay, Jaime. All right. What? I, I, I love the idea that somehow the footage leaks. Five minutes ago, you didn't trust this kid. I'm telling you, the footage leaks and like, really? Batman is like, what the fuck are they thinking? Now, in all of this, just as an overall deal, we ended up having the Blue Beetle series. I said right away, I don't think we're getting a fun Blue Beetle. You are handicapping them from the bit. I wanted to get more of a fun deal to get people yeah. on board. But by the end, this series was handicapped Blue Beetle, kind of hangs out with Ted Cord, a little fights these other ambiguous at points, Beetles. We Just have Fade Away. Yeah. And then at the end, you don't have an alien invasion from the Reach. You have this new horizon. And what you end up happening is, they steer the ship into the bay. That's that's it. That's that you is actually it, the whole series. And then I'm thinking that's going to cause a tsunami. That's going to cause a lot of problems, right, Eric? Now There's we have no the, new, the new Beatles, Dynastus and Nidia, and uh, Natita. How do you pronounce yeah, that? Natita. Who knows? Natita. Nobody even knows. But the Horizon are here. Like you guys yeah. didn't finish your job. We have a reach scared right here. We have to kill him right now. You don't understand. He was able to go against his program. Kanji Da and and Jaime Reyes. They're good. You know what? I recognize this scare of He was the worst weapon the Reach had, but you know what? Seems like he's pretty cool now, but the problem that we needed to have, we came here trying to get away from the Reach. You fucked us up like good, like they always do. You were able to overcome the Reach, but we need a new home. Can you find us home? You know what? I think I speak for the rest of the planet, me being <laughs> Jaime Reyes you, my new power. Jaime Reyes, who just moved to Palmyra City three weeks ago, is allowing an this entire civilization is my to move home. in. I'm like, oh you just God. moved here. You've been bitching yeah. about being here the entire time. But you're like, this is my home. Y'all moving in. And I'm like, wait till Blue Earthers find out about oh, this. Oh, there's big trouble. And like, oh, and by the way, you all have jobs at my aunt's uh, diner. <laughs> I'm not eating that food. What? What the hell? Also, I love this play of you do get, well, you know that the Reach did end up invading before, and Superman, that's why we came to you. Well, you came to him. You're crashing. But the idea, no, 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 that was him before. Oh, well, okay. You got him, and everything is forced. And this not Heine really- needs to slow his role. For some reason, he thinks he's the big man on campus now because of these new powers, which I don't even know if he still has by the end of the book. But there's there's Jessica Cruz, which thankfully she's here because we are talking about the other day that they don't, the new lanterns don't get enough playtime. But... I'll contact the Guardians. The Green Lantern Corps can help find an uninhabited planet. No, no, no. And then Jaime, no. They stay here in Palmyra City. He doesn't even know them. I mean, they might actually like that better. But he's like, no, no, no. I speak not only for Earth and Palmyra City, but also the Horizon. They're staying here. I'd love it if they're like, well, okay, well, where are we going to stay? You know, do you have any money? Oh, shit. No, oh, I'm shit, just, no. I'm just a kid. I love where Batman's like, I didn't go to college. Batman's sitting there. He's like, I don't know if I like this. No, no, Batman. You better step in heavier than that. I think that you end up having big cock energy coming off of Jaime here because he steered a ship into the bay. He's like, oh, my God, I'm a hero. Everybody, tricks are on me. And everybody's cheering, but he, he doesn't have shit. I mean, the idea that he, it made me laugh out loud. That he's like, everybody, like, I want to have an epilogue. We do have an epilogue. I need the epilogue of the Palmyra City City Council saying, this shit is not going to fly. We don't have enough 
resources a room for our own people. Fuck oh, this. No, dude. That's the thing is because thankfully with this big dick energy that Jaime has, just making all these large, big, huge decisions <laughs> for no resource fund. Victoria Cord comes down like, look, Teddy and I have the resources to help. We can make Palmyra City a safe environment for the horizon. And I'm sitting there about six <laughs> months later, just to the future where it's just uh, District 9. Oh, I'm telling you, the idea, and I'm glad you because we're getting it. The idea that then she comes in and this is like gentrification in the weirdest way. Like, it, I like when this city was a human city before. All of a sudden, it's got a dome and they're breathing in methane. Who knows what the like the idea that she comes in and nobody runs anything through anybody. They're just talking shit. These assholes who call themselves superheroes are making all this decision for this unsuspecting city. Seriously, I know that the Blue Earthers, they're a hate group, but maybe you get a less hate. This is wrong. Well, that's the thing is you start doing shit like this, you start making good points this to the is Blue what Earthers, happens. and I don't want that. No, I don't either. I mean, seriously, if these guys came in Quakertown. Really, I'd just say, you guys have it, you know, and we're going Seriously, off honestly. somewhere. Like, what I'm saying in this, if it's Quakertown, they're like, oh, Jessica Cruz is like, oh, I'll talk to the guards. They're like, listen, fuck those aliens. I want to go to that planet. <laughs> Please, leave give this me that uninhabited planet. Is there anything called the Bush House on that planet? No, no, it's a, oh, thank God. At least we start fresh with no heroin. <laughs> we will get there. We will get there. It's almost like playing Civilization. Instead of trying to win the space race, you're trying to get the heroin well, that's going. The thing. You saw the movie District 9, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw it in I'll the say, theater. All of a sudden, you just have this freaking ghetto section for the horizon where the feeding them cat food because they got nothing else <laughs> exactly, for Exactly. Yeah. Covered in garbage. Yeah. They'll be pissed. Now, I liked it when it was supposed to be the Halo movie originally, and then they Nobody ended up like changing that. that. Well, they ended up changing it. That that was a crazy movie that I thought, like, the special effects and how they did it was really, really good. And it, it was supposed to be bigger, and they didn't really do It almost felt like it was going to be like the Avatar type. Yeah. concept but you never really got much more but by the end of the issue with all the Jaime's decisions Victoria jumping and said we're gonna make this shit happen because money this Batman I have my misgivings about this planet I'm sitting there thank god and then I, there's Jaime like I know and then Batman out of nowhere for out of character however we have your back no matter what happens good work Jaime I'm like who the fuck are you I know and then I love the idea who are that these characters I love at the end then they're there and, and what you have this Josh Trillio who has been rewarded with this, and this book is not oh, yeah. selling. And whatever, if it's an ongoing mini that we get to, it's not going to last. It isn't. He's not very good. This is a story that well, was you have these cookie cutter characters that are out of character just to be nice. Superheroes. And he added, he added these super. You didn't need to do that, but at, I love it at the end where they're like, "Okay, everybody, let's get our heroes." <laughs> Pedro, what's his name? They're flexing it up, Paco. He's there, like, what is he doing? Oh, for the group photo, yeah. Yeah, and then I'm like, who turned Starfire into a fucking Muppet? She's in the back. I'm like, look at that fucking look. Well, I don't even know who is, that is. I don't mind the art in this book, even it's like it switches to an anime type style at times. But I've hated the way that Starfire looks this entire series because she just looks weird. I love too because we never really got a lot of the other, uh, you know, the other Beatles out of their right. deal. The only reason you, hey, I'm a goth fan is so that when you see the person with the dead inside yep. shirt, oh, okay, you seem like a barrel of fun. Well, that, thankfully, the other beetle we know is the yellow beetle because she's wearing a yellow shirt. It's Power Rangers rules. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and then, and then just on top of that, I mean, after they pretty much decide the fate of Palmyra City themselves without ever asking anybody else, we go to a backup. 
that ends up where first off, part I, of the book it is but i thought that that was ted's sister at first and it's not it's gimmicks oh gimmicks and, yeah 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 and you end up having fade away who ends up opening up gimmicks his bag and gimmicks comes out and it's like hey what's up i don't know why fade away knows gimmicks and that gimmicks is dead but that's fine because gimmicks well, that's is the idea that this was the bag before the fadeaway was talking about how they he talked about gimmicks previously so when you have gimmicks actually come out who died in the seven soldiers of victory and the idea because like we're all fucked in big trouble because now gimmicks is back because she was killed by the sheeta in the background there you have what looks like a sheeta silhouette someone you're gonna have blue beetle and the rest of what's going on here continue on with the idea of gimmicks fadeaway and a sheeta invasion i'm like uh, that could be pretty cool, but I don't know. I, I don't like, know that anybody's going to know or this. get into no, that. I don't think they uh, you will. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, we I'm sitting even... here, though. Oh, that's kind of cool, but that's me. I like bullshit. We still didn't even get a cool blue beetle book in six issues. I want to see. And again, this would maybe people. and But I know you would still like it. I want it. I want some progression of the character, but I still want it Paco. I still we want to He moved things. to a new city for no reason. Besides, for it's in the movie. Moved to a new city? The guy's the king of Palmyra City. He is making all these edicts that really, and calling it his home. Well, you think Pac and Brenda are moving? Maybe, I guess. I mean, they're best friends with the king. You end up where, at the one point, <laughs> I, love, the king. I love that he has this boy. You end up where all this going down, he's like, this is my city. This is my home. And then kind of backs off a bit a little later. And then I'm just thinking, you're there getting inspired by your mom and dad who ditched you in the city. Suddenly they show up at the end for the hero's pose. But really, they ended up just making you go there the because they thought you were a piece of we shit. We did nothing with the ants. No, the ants kissed once and had a diner. That's it. That Like, why? What were you doing with this book where you had to have Starfire show? I'm telling you, look at her at the end. She I looked looks at it. Like I don't like looking Muppet. at it. She looks like a Muppet. I don't get it. But you have all these characters. You're like, half of these characters you didn't need to deal with, and the other half that you did need to, you didn't do anything. I mean, Ted. Fade Away was the best part. Ted and, and what yeah, we have Fade Away forward. was, and we laughed about that. And I, I'm telling you, Ted's sister was okay, too. She's all right for a new she's character. She's a little yeah. sus, but, you know, you want to deal well, with the, the main thing. characters Goose, a bit. Like, Ted- Ted being the billionaire, like, we've actually gotten away from everything we had in the blue and gold book where Ted lost all of his money. That's all gone now, according to this book, where he still has court entry, still in charge of things. We thought Jessica Victoria Cruz was in charge still a yellow lantern, and that's... Well, who knows how any of that works, but but that, that hasn't been in every other place either. But you have the situation where he's the goofy guy. You have the strict, stern sister. That's a cool way to play off each other like that. I like the addition of this new character for that reason. Ted and this is a goofball Ted, to me. Well, I'm saying that Ted is supposed to be a goofball. Yeah, but I'm and saying so he he's not here, stern but, or strict. But, he's just no, no, a goofball. No, no, Victoria is. Yeah, she's just That's sus. why you have her. Yeah, I, I don't even think of the her as The idea of strict. Ted running a company the way he is is always kind of weird. So the idea that she's actually the person in charge, that makes way more sense to me. I, but I would rather it be like a, you know, a Martin and Lewis type situation here, not the Martin and somebody who wants to take over the world and destroy it. I mean, she really she's is fine. She's Ted Cord's version of Lex Luthor is what she really is. And that's why you have to think that her with these aliens is not going to go well. She seems to be on the up and up with everything she's doing. Yeah, I don't think so. She keeps saying that even in this, ooh, we can end up, uh, you know, experimenting. She's always talking that stuff on the side. She's a scientist. But again, though. It, I think she's a CEO. The thing is, though, she's not developed because you only get cookie cutter deal even with a new character. She says weird things that you think she's sus, but then she might not be. This book sucks. I mean, as a way of introducing characters and having the story went nowhere. 
slow and it ended up with a thud just to have the hero moment oh my like there was nothing ever progressing to make Jaime what he did at the end be earned that he ended up it was just because you said it's his book oh my god do this and he's gonna you know put his life on the line but it never felt earned and he just meandered about so I really don't know why we're going to continue with this with the same the creative team. War. I like. I actually like the art enough. I said at it's one right. point, you know, you have Starfire that did look off, but overall it has that anime look, which is fine. But this Trustrillo can't tell a story worth a lick. No, I'm telling you, there's a big problem with the idea of the Horizon, but with what we end up with, it might not be for everybody, but gimmicks coming back and actually maybe even releasing a Sheeta invasion as well with Fadeaway and stuff like that from everything we've built so far. I'm looking forward to it because it's kind of cool and they did set up enough stuff here to make it like, you know, interesting. Are you going to do anything with the Reach? Are we doing anything with the Reach here? Well, uh, yeah, the Horizon are on the run and, you know, damaged because they're running from the Reach, they said. And so I don't know. I don't We've know. We've fought back the Reach on Earth. Yeah, though. but they I'm know saying what's up. I Good don't know what's going on with any of this. And then you well, end even the up idea where... that the, the series seems to be called because it says continued in Blue Beetle, the Scarab War number one. So, like. I don't know what we're doing with the War of the Scarabs, so maybe the Reach will be, but for everything that we saw here with Gimmicks and Fadeaway, I look forward to that in the I Sheeta. love the idea, though, that nobody knows who Gimmicks is, and Fadeaway, people forgot about him right away. It's I totally just, did. Yeah, I'm telling you, this this ending, is, again, is a thud. This is, this is the idea of what we're going to continue with. This book has not been in the top 200 in sales as this one. How is it going to get any better? The sales aren't going to go up. It's just going to fail It's going to be a, just an epic fail But you'll like it because you like this bullshit there Bullshit <laughs> yeah, but The thing just... is, I, I like Blue Beetle Jaime Reyes And like, I don't like the story that we got here At the Horizon and how Out of nowhere Blue Beetle just became the big man on campus Large and in charge I like the idea of the story that was set up here Is it going to be good? I don't know, but I look forward to it Because the possibility is, it could be good Well, it could be, the only thing you're getting it from the same guy who couldn't even tell this story and then ended with this weird way and then you go to here. So that I, I my don't favorite have part of this book. Phase. I'm saying that I think that overall, legitimately, if there was no movie coming out, this shit would not have been coming out. That's the only reason that this book even exists and it's just not very good. But what would you give this issue? I would end up giving this a five point, hmm, let's say 5.5 out of 10 because the thing is I don't mind the art. It's, it's, it's goofy at times and I hate the way that like Starfire looks. She's always been bad in my mind. But I look forward to what's to come. It's just the majority of the book is just Jaime saying, you know, you're in charge. No, or like everybody saying, Jaime, you're in charge. Now him saying, okay, and just making decisions for a city. And I find the whole thing kind of laughable and just really weird and out of nowhere. But I look forward to what might come next because it could be good. And I, I like, you know, it's interesting at least. And uh, yeah, I'm a four. And it's funny, though. I mean, legitimately, you are saying that you like and looking for, but still a 5.8. I mean, it's not good. No, no, 5.5. Or 5.5 even. I mean, that's, you know, a bad score. But it's not, no, I'm saying overall, it's not great at all. Overall, uh, it, the next, so this isn't selling. We get this weird ending that I think probably went over a lot of people's heads anyway. And not many people are reading it, but the next book's going to come out almost six months from now. That's yep. another issue. I mean, it, that, it's wacky. It, the whole thing of this is really, really wacky. But and they have a Power Girl book coming. But it comes out like half a month after the movie, though, so people will be back on board. Yeah, but it's one of those synergy things. It's not going to have anything, as far as I could tell, would have anything to do with the movie, so you'll end up... Well, they're both set in the same city. Yeah, you have, you have that. Uh, it's one of those things, too. A lot of the younger kids down at the rec center, they talk to me all the time, that that's one of the Weird. things that 
uh, manga does right. When you end up having a manga that then gets turned into an anime, it's pretty much exactly the deal. You don't change too much, and it's a good synergy, so people can jump back and forth. That's you know not really what happens to these. But we will finish up this whole... Here we go. I don't think we're going to argue about this one. It's Harley Quinn number two, written by Teeny Howard, art by Sweeney Boo and Steve Wan. Sweeney Boo on art. What up, Boo? This book, two issues in. And the funny thing is, I think that, was it this book that I ended up saying, like, this book is, and you said it's only one issue. I'm like, it's going to suck next year. It's what is what is going on in this book? What is happening in this book? See, the thing is, what we have going on in this book is the biggest problem that any writer faces when they deal with Harley Quinn, because Harley they Quinn hardly anywhere enough, else right? is a serious character. But Tina, Teeny Howard decides, right, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this goofy character, right, who does goofy things, and I'm going to make every other character in that book be just as goofy, even though it's out of character for them anywhere else but here, because we have a happen to Zatanna in this and all this other stuff. It's just, it's just Harley everywhere, and it's too much Harley to me. Say Harley is usually at the level five, right? Right. And Zatanna is usually level one. Well, you, uh-huh. you jack up Zatanna to five. Well, now you have to jack Harley up to 15, and it throws everything off. I mean, and you have this going on where the the thing with, and everybody's going to like a character a different way, whatnot. Me and you even like Harley different ways. You do uh-huh. like more of the goofier, let's have a, yeah, this is way too Harley. much, but you also need a story. Behind uh-huh. that, the, the idea where I think Teeny Howard's writing the Carly as, you know, that craziness, but then seems to like want to get the story itself to be more Harley. But you don't have to do that. And all in all, the thing I like about Harley, even when it's goofy, Harley, is the idea that you end up eventually seeing behind that all oh, reasons why she's being that. But also, you know, she wants to try to do good. there. So it's like a Damian Wayne. People are like, oh, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. No, no, no. He's an asshole. But when he ends up doing something good, you realize he never was an asshole. He just has a rough exterior. But it makes those moments big. In this, Harley is just, I mean, she is running around just yelling shit. Things around her just happen that, like you well, said. Well, that's the thing. It's the entire, the entire story is, for some reason, Harley Quinn can pierce the multiverse to do different things. In the previous issue, was it, she was I able to pull out a cartoon you. fish. Remember, I said that we wouldn't deal with the multiverse yeah. anymore. I was so wrong. But she was able, she was able to pull out a cartoon fish from the, like, the Zoo Crew universe, uh, away from Captain Carrot when he needed the most to and take out two face during a yeah. fight. And Lady Quark came to say, look, you keep fucking with the multiverse, I'm going to come and kill your ass. She's like, look, I don't even know what I did the first time. And there was no answers given. Now we have to deal with the idea, all right, I don't want to be killed by Lady Quark because that's going to be a problem. So I have to go and deal with multiversal problems that are against my knowledge of how I'm doing it. So I'm going to go to Zatanna who can use magic stuff to deal with multiversal stuff. She's going to try to hide Constantine from being a hookup of hers this entire time by turning him into a bunny with a red tie for no reason whatsoever. At the end of it, when Holly leaves, she's like, you would have been dead if I didn't save you. I don't know why she said uh, that. Why That's weird. Why did she say that? Also, but, I'm doing backwards magic. I swore to God that she was saying, go away, hookah. Ooh, wait, she's hot. Oh, I know yes. it was. And I'm like, yeah. hookoop. I'm telling but you, I'm so dumb. It's Zatanna doing a magic spell because she owes Harley Quinn a favor because Harley Quinn helped her move an armoire to her fucking place. But the thing is, I'm going to do the spell now. And in order to activate the spell, you have to sacrifice something that means a lot to you. Which then you have an entire issue of Harley Quinn going around trying to kill Two-Face because their antics that we've had since only the last issue means a lot to Harley. 
but then she can't go through with it because you can't kill somebody. Then you have to have a heart-to-heart talk with Batman about killing people and what it means to be a hero such as that. doesn't go anywhere, but ultimately, a plant we see in one scene in this book that... And that's the thing. The plant was the only thing that showed up at the beginning, so you know it's the plant all along. Pamela Isley left one plant with her before she went on a road trip that I have no idea if it's supposed to be the road trip that's going on during the Poison Ivy book, but this all feels out of continuity, and I'm going to take it as that. I have to destroy Ivy's plant, and with that, the magic spell is there, but it can only. But if the multiversal thing happens again, it's going to break the spell. So it's a one and done. Or so if she does it again, it breaks the spell, but she can only stop it one time. So what's it matter any of this? Nothing matters. And there's a point where, thank God, Batman shows up and finally says that you know you're on parole because I swear to God, always through the issue, Harley doesn't say. I can't do this because I'm already in trouble and I'm on parole. It's always, I can't do this. I'm a professor. I'm like, yeah, but it's because you already got arrested. And I thought that you had Teeny Howard forget that. And then Batman does say, hey, you're on parole. Yeah. And so when you're going through with this, every scene is wackier than the next, but they're not funny. They're convoluted. And the idea... Like you said, that the whole entire deal... Why would Harley put on a ski mask and a studded belt to go kill Two-Face at his place and, like, sneak like a ninja? Dark Harley. Dark Harley. But no, this is... What is this? I don't know. And so when you have this, even the Zatanna thing, that is just a forced scene to get a gag with Constantine, which doesn't make sense or is not funny. You end up where even the idea where all we saw so far, you get the, just the second issue... And you're already being told, oh, my God, I've been having all these things with the multi. She pulled one fish out, and that's the whole setup. In the meantime, Lady Quirk's like, yeah, I took care of that, but if things go wrong, we're going to go. It's like, what stakes do you have with Lady Quirk? And I told you that I I can see it right away, that the daughter is going to ha- somehow get a liking for Harley and will be the savior by the end. Bad influence. She kind of looks a little sad when they're talking <laughs> about things and kind of sits behind. And so I'm like, what? what is Even then, you have what all the people she is eating, and there you get. You get the fruit lantern. Fruit, it's not even funny. Like, this shit is not funny <laughs> Fruit lantern all. cereal. Fruit lantern cereal. When she pours it out, you end Clever. up having a, a, a plastic ring. ring. When that, no, what? I, I'm not even going to get into the idea that she should be pissed off that there's no marshmallows or somehow it's all mar- I don't know. Then you get a plant out of nowhere. That or she doesn't get the prize and she really wanted a green lantern. Or ring. like she goes and it's all prizes. I don't know. <laughs> or she reaches in and she sees something else in the multiverse. You have set up a deal where she seems to be this conduit to be able to do this. Much. We only saw her grab a fish. I thought they took the fish back. It's still there. She shows it to Zatanna. Zatanna becomes the the multiversal expert. But she didn't bring the fish with her. It just shows up when she needs to show Zatanna. Yeah, it's just there. And yeah, and then you have her with Bud and Lou. She's running around with a ski mask on. (laughs) And then she's going to kill people. Batman comes down. Batman says he doesn't eat donuts because he has a strict diet, but then he's eating donuts. It looks like the Simpsons there with the big but donut ultimately, there. Harley Quinn thinks she is able to have the spell work because she sacrifices Ivy's plant. But then immediately Bud and Lou turn into these emissaries of the multiverse, possibly. And say that she didn't even get to cast the spell. So it's so weird, right? Better it did, and now it's broken because of what's going on. But it, the Bud and Lou either have changed to be this. They've always been this. They're now taken over by multiversal forces. But they're here to guide Harley for what's going on with her and her new 
Fountain Powers, when you go to a backup, that means diddly all because oh my boy, God. I hated reading the backup to this so much. It the took idea so that long. It's just, it's Bud and Lou talking to her, and it's, it has nothing to do with what we just had where Bud and Lou were talking to her. It's just out of nowhere, just Bud and Lou being these different things that are like, you know, furries. Bud and Lou, and they were doing who's on first and who's in the multiverse. Yeah. I kind of giggled at that, but it wasn't clever, though. I hate these backups. It wasn't clever. And here's the thing, and I know what you're going to tell me, but I'm going to tell you that this is a Dawn of DC book. This is 100% in continuity. It makes no sense, but it is. And then when you get at the end, I know what you're going to say, but it says, now on to another in continuity backup, and you're going to say, well, it's in continuity in this book. That they, you're damn right. I, I'm telling you. They're claiming, and everybody well, I've well, seen not even this that, is... Because we, we have a backup here that is just her having a bad dream where Bud and Lou talk to her and become different people in the fucking DC universe. It doesn't mean anything. It's a bad dream. Until it's not by the end. And and what's happening, and I, I know that the whole play of going, and this is Adam Warren on story and I art. swear they had that incontinent bullshit just to piss me off. Maybe. What pisses me off is, and Personal I, now. I actually don't know Adam Warren. <laughs> uh, he could kind of fill in if, if like a... a uh, what's his name? Daniel Warren Johnson kind of look, or even a Chris Burnham a little. It has that look, but it's freaky. Uh, but at the I one point, I don't need, and this gets me mad because Teeny Howard isn't writing this story, but she's writing the front up. But the idea, yeah. don't don't say clobber in time in in a DC book. Fuck you! I get so angry. This seems like a Bendis thing. I know it's just a backup, but when you're like, hey, this is clobber in time, I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you! I, I just don't understand. And this backup's bullshit. Doesn't mean anything. It's the last backup was bullshit. Yeah. Well, and this one, I just again, you have no. What is in the? You know what? What's on this? No. What is in the dark multiverse? I'm not asking you who's in the dark multiverse. No. no who's on Earth 33? And I'm sitting there thinking, and I couldn't think about, it, but. I wanted it to be clever to what Earths they're calling out and things like that. And I'm telling you, I really enjoy the art in this book, but. The story-wise, this makes fucking Blue Beetle look like one of the best fucking superhero books I've ever read for comparison. It's bad. And overall, yeah, what the fuck's going on? This is bullshit. It really is bullshit. But uh, what would you give it? Ultimately, I would give this a... I'm telling you, I like the art in the main. The backup's completely bullshit for art and story as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't belong in this book, and I don't even know if this book belongs in general. But even though I like the art, I'm giving this a 3.5 out of 10. Uh, I'm a 3. And I like the, I actually don't mind that it's kind of a style that I like more than you in the backup, but the story is, I mean, even the idea that Daughter we, of DC. we double back to Two-Face for no reason, and then I'm Batman's just saying, when you are establishing the, a Dawn of DC, I know you need to have different types of books, you can have a goofy book, but don't make other characters less because they're in a goofier book. Have them be the straight man, have it play completely serious where Harley is front and center, the character that she's supposed to be. That's what makes her special. She does not need to be around a group of characters, especially a Batman in this, where they're all just kind of When everybody's crazy, nobody's crazy. I mean, she's there doing things that it makes it feel like an out-of-continuity universe where everybody's lost their fucking mind. And that's what I'm assuming it is. Yeah, again, that it's a Dawn of DC. And Lady Quark and all that is not being a selling point that I think they want to be. Who thought that? Who would sit there and also, like, again, we already oh, did multiverse. We already did all. I mean, and then you get things where you want to tell how they don't know how to read a fucking room. We have the hyena who laughs. I mean, no fucking person at DC wants anything to do with the Batman who laughs anymore. We had it too much. It was bullshit. Even mentioning dark multiverses too much in the backup. Yeah. And yet you do that like this is some kind of 
hey, I'm a wild and crazy guy here, and Harley doing multi. We've had too much multiversal stuff. This is Dawn of DC. You have a lot of things that you need to set up, and you're doing none of it, and you're just being wacky, stupid, ridiculousness. And, you know, even Batman showing up, it's it just nonsense. It's nonsense. But, yeah, three out of ten. Bullshit, Eric. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Green Arrow number one. No surprise there. Yeah, and, and that was a proper deal of a, you know, felt like a Dawn of DC. I even had issues with parts of it, but I still enjoyed it overall to the point where I had to go and buy a Green Arrow action figure afterwards because I have a problem. And and that's, but that's what I like. Now, you say that in my neck of the woods, because I'm an adult, I'm a grown man, Uh, I don't buy toys, Eric, but I want it where I read that Doom Patrol deal and then I at least went into the app and read some Doom Patrol because it got me inspired to it and it didn't. I'm saying it didn't, I wish it would. Uh, But it didn't. I had somebody (laughs) who, I think it was on the YouTubes that ended up saying that, oh no, it might have just been on Twitter, saying that they watched the the video and, and stuff like that, and they were inspired to get Green Arrow and said that they don't really know anything about Green Arrow, so when they ended up reading it, they seemed to be a little lost, but they still got some flavor of a cool book, and they actually then got inspired to go and look. They asked me, what should I read and what should I do? And I'm like, yeah, you know, if you don't really want... I'd hold tight and see what you end up getting explained to you Quiver. because there's a bunch of things going on. I think he wanted to know like stuff that set up the story, and I said there's a lot Quiver. that set up this story <laughs> with Leanne and stuff. And so, oh shit, that didn't, I, like don't make him go and read Cry no, for no, Vengeance. That's a little no, too heavy out of thing. nowhere. I ended up saying hold tight, read the second issue, and hopefully things will be more explained. You can just use this as your jumping on point. I'm sorry, Cry for Justice. I don't know why I said Vengeance. Because the revenge that Oliver Queen took on Prometheus at the end. Yeah, seriously, I'm not even going to tell him to go read Dark Crisis because it was a yeah. slog. So I just said the whole type. But they got Makes it sense. and they were excited and they liked some of it. So he liked the art, doesn't know much about the character, but is intrigued about it. So that's that's what you want to do. But that's, again, that's why I get upset at things like this, Harley. I mean, really, you're you're ending up. Pissing more people off than you're getting people on, I would say. Agreed. And then Doom Patrol, not that people would be pissed off. And who's jumping on this be like, man, what's going on with this? Like, you know, Lady Quark and <laughs> I know, stuff like, like that. Like, I know Harley, but what's this? A Harley this? book, I should be able to usually at any point. Now, maybe that's a fault to some of the things, but usually you can at least get your footing very quick and going. But Lady Quark in a different multiverse doing things with Captain Carrot. And a Carrot. Captain Carrot fish that you don't even really spell out in the first issue. You just mentioned Captain Carrot in this one in a cartoon universe. and like, you're doing a lot of things against yourself right from the get-go. You want to hear the funniest thing? Uh, and even after Harley's like, why does this bunny rather smell like cigarettes? First off, I thought it was a girl in the bed at first. But then second, I actually thought to myself as I'm reading it, Ooh, Constantine better not find out about this. Because I didn't know it was Constantine. It didn't soon, look- as soon as she said it's a rabbit that smells like an ashtray, I'm like, oh, but it's it Constantine. it didn't look like Constantine to me. <laughs> going oh, no, out me that. either. But as soon as she said that, oh, it's Constantine. The thing is, now I'm real. When I was starting to say that, why I brought that up is I, I just made the connection now. I'm such a dummy because I'm like, oh, my God, Constantine's going to be pissed. <laughs> I guess he was happy because he would have died. What's that even I don't mean? understand that. I don't know why Zatanna said that. What was that? I mean, really, what you should have done is say, hey, Harley, you know, the guy I'm usually with, he's over here, and he might actually be able to help with all this as well. Maybe that I'm could have been the I'm not trusting him with any of his who do. Yeah, but, uh, well, that's, well, here's the thing. Harley gets the multiverse taken care of. Ivy's in hell. That's what usually <laughs> happens. It's usually the person you love that gets fucked in that. So, yeah. I've read that book lately. She is in hell. Yeah. So are we. <laughs> 
God, she's still getting facials, right? Isn't that the sexy thing? The wolf man. No, but Zatata is. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. (laughs) We're like, but (laughs) who's on first? No, I'm all over your face. That see, that is what I need. What the hell is even that? I just saved your life. What? What? What, Zatata? Why are you talking to Constantine Bunny like that? I just saved your life. Like Constantine, I'm like. Are you that embarrassed by me? And honestly, even that, like, you have to force this thing. Like, Man, Zatanna owes me a favor because I helped her move that arm water. You know, the, the inner circle of Harley Quinn, I never think of Zatanna, and I don't think there's a reason for it. No. I, I mean, you would think she'd go, go to, to a say, friend of a friend, maybe. Like Catwoman. Uh, I know that yeah. she, she wants to figure out things, but you kind of have to get, like you said, you have to go somewhere first. Batman is a great connection to say go there, but this was Annie. You know, hey, I'll help you out. Or even Batman. You know, he's like, I've dabbled in shit. I'm the wagon. I hate magic. I'm the wagon, bitch. Yeah, magic is ridiculous. Thank God Constantine's still alive. I was worried about him. I really thought that he was in grave danger, is what I... (laughs) So stupid. Uh, But here are the books that we'll get next week, Eric. There's a couple better books, maybe. Maybe. We have Adventures of Superman, John Kent, number three. I and that, that. That will be more of Injustice stuff. We thought it was going to be Ultraman stuff, but he did. Uh, he is he dead did. and buried, and now we're in the Injustice deal for the rest, it seems. Uh, we have Batman 135, Legacy number 900. It's an oversized issue, and it gets cool. wacky. I'll oh. tell you. We have Batman and the Joker, the Deadly Duo, number seven. It is the finale. The finale. It is the finale. So good. And uh, a lot of people love it. We have not. It's funny. I was going to mention it earlier, but you did. And I, I don't remember which. I think it was the backup in the action comics where you were talking about the whole steel. And you didn't want to really say, I like this because it's better than the exactly. Power Girl deal. I, that's all I see with Batman and the Joke of the Deadly Duel. When I ask someone, well, why do you like it? Well, it's better than Chip Zdarsky's Batman. No, no, I didn't ask that. I want to know why you like it. Oh, well, it's better than what we're getting in that. Batman Fortress. All right, that's not what I'm talking Ooh. about. I really haven't been able to have somebody really like nailed down. Like, yeah, somebody will say because it's good, and everybody can like whatever. You don't really have to have a reason. I'm not going to yeah. be that much of a jerk. But when I actually try, when I ask people, it's not me throwing shade for the most part. It's me maybe wanting to crack please, the code. Please tell me. I want to crack the code. Yeah, I want to know why people like it. Now, Help me. Uh, there is something, and I told you I would mention it to people. It's the Dawn of DC We Are Legends Special Edition. If you're like me and Eric and can't wait for the City Boy, the Vigil, and also Spirit War, you'll be able to get the Dawn of DC Special if you haven't read the stuff we just recently had. Well, there's plenty of stuff. Yeah. yeah, if you already read that manship, if he's out there, you can end up, you know, don't get that, but hey, there you go. Somewhere he's like hovering around grabbing. Uh, then you also have Peacemaker tries hard. Number one, we'll have to decide. I, that seems like something that uh, we may not do on yeah, the podcast, but it's coming out. <laughs> you know, didn't even know what that was. Piece of shit. <laughs> Is that like out of nowhere? You, uh, it's a Peacemaker. <laughs> I'm telling you, you said the words. I'm like, it's not computing. Peacemaker? It's uh, <laughs> Peacemaker tries hard. <laughs> I just liked your <laughs> I thought that you were. <laughs> I was actually going to. I said. That's I did, brand new to I me. I don't know that. I think it's like a, you know, black label. No, thank thing. you. It's like like the, uh, what was that? Cy Spurrier, uh, Suicide Squad Blaze, whatever. Actually, for me, hating uh-huh. Cy Spurrier, that was okay. But yeah, that's not a cup of tea. Poison Ivy, number 12. Speaking of facials. <laughs> 
I, okay. I, I'm going to go. I'm telling you, I have to remember and get that reaction from you, which will take place of the actual because <laughs> That was really good. Uh, and a book that I thought was coming out much later. It snuck up on us. It's the Shazam, Eric. Shazam number one. That's all in capitals with an exclamation point. And then after that is The okay. Flash. How they go. For like some reason, like for it. some reason, I, I just went with the F, even though I said The Flash. It is funny, too, because you always would go with The Flash. The yeah. roundup goes with just Flash, and DC will jump back and forth with it when they have their things. But I, The Flash. So we end up getting The Flash will be coming right. out 798, and then Shazam, which that'll be pretty cool. I look forward to those two books. I know that. And then, will we actually get out of L.A., or will we? The Joker, Hopefully. the man who stopped laughing, number eight. Remember, though, that the Joker is being drowned by Kate Spencer. Drunk, by the Manhunter. Drunk at the end. Drunk right? on drunk power. On power. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, when I ended up, sometimes when I go and I, I edit the stuff, right? Sometimes. And I'm there, and I'm like, okay, me and you, and I'm just screaming at you at that one point, and by the end, I'm like, boy, I am an asshole. At one point, I actually just yell, fuck you, and I don't know if you heard me. You can only only take so much before you just break down inside and move on. I was so mad. Well, that's the thing I'm listening, and I was so, again, people don't realize, legitimately, if we were recording, this is why we would never record in the same room. Uh, plus, I might have a little stench going, but yeah. I might have strangled you. I might have oh reached gosh. over. I might have punched you in the face. Oh, no. But after I said "fuck you," you ended up saying like a couple more words, and then you giggled, and then everything was fine. <laughs> I stopped. I, it was, I have a problem. I'm telling you, all of a sudden, I like you could tell because then I started like making noise, like I was breathing. <laughs> I was trying to gather my wits. What was I saying that you were so mad about? Uh, that you were happy that it was a case master man on her book. And then I started yelling, what? So we get a joker that, and you like, and I started yelling. This, I think what I said was, oh, yeah, the minute that this book was announced, that's what I was hoping for a fucking man on her book. And then you started saying something to me, and I yelled, fuck you. <laughs> I wanted to kill you. I really did. And then you giggled. And everything was fine. <laughs> That's so, how you do it. And I'm listening. I'm like, I, I the giggle I just, equals gaslighting. I, I sat there. I'm like, what the fuck do I get so angry at you because you were? And again, it was because you liked something in the book. But I was so mad that you that shit. you didn't hate it as much as me. That's all it was, and that like. And yeah, we'll my, go back to what he said previously, folks. Was like he, everybody can like what they like. He's they not can, to. but not you. Until he when tells we're you. Talking. And this is why I used to like to get you know gather up my intel beforehand, and I'm like, ah, uh-uh, I love it fresh. And so when I don't tell you this shit. Is the thing is, like, in my mind, I sit there and like, okay, the joke of the man is stop laughing. We're cucumber. not getting the shit that Eric wanted. This is going to be good. He's going to be there. The two <laughs> bros. We're going to rail into this. This is going to be good. And then right when we get in there and you're like, well, I actually like that. I'm like, you fucked up every fucking plan that I had in my head that I went through <laughs> like seven million times. Now I got to adjust on the my plans coming I'm together. fucking audibles at the line. <laughs> I'm changing the formations. And then you, and you. then I just said, that's when I, the thing is, I see I can't read the defense, Eric. And then I'm just like, fuck you. That, and that's <laughs> coming it, from all sides. It's been a while since I got that angry. And it's again, this was something that. We used to get reviews where people would say, oh, that guy is fake anger or whatever. It's not. I was so angry 
The thing is, I he's can't, a little Hulk. I can't kick my computer over. It's over across. I can't. God. I can't even reach it. But I wanted to kill you. Cut the little arms. I wanted to beat you to a pulp. And then I would have felt so bad. But then I would have realized I got to go even further. I got to kill this guy. Because now he's going to end up calling the police. Now I'm already thinking of where I'm going to bury him. Did you hear that one uh, deal where they had like a sheriff's office and they were talking about how much they hated this one reporter and that they were going to kill him and bury him in holes that they already had pre-dug? It's awful. And it gets racist. Oh, it's it's one of those where what happened is this reporter was there, and I think he was also involved in, like, the public works, something like that. But they were told to leave, and it was a meeting, uh, you know, a public meeting. And they thought, oh, these guys are going to start doing shit after the meeting's done. They're not supposed to do that. So him and his son left a recorder there. The, the things that they ended up <laughs> it's the worst. But one of the things is the sheriff's like, I'm going to kill this guy. And believe me, we have already pre-dug holes that we've already done. And that's where we will put the bodies. It's like so horrific and, and just the most racist shit that they went on. And they're like, well, you know, boys will be boys. Actually, there was also oh, a Jesus. lady there. It really the way that they tried to explain it. Like, well, we were just, you know, blowing off. Some <laughs> like, no, you weren't. And I wasn't either. I was angry at you, Eric. But yeah, by the end. I ended up realizing, what the fuck? Little giggle puss puts a smile on everybody's it, face. It, it ended up doing that. Now, again, if you would have been like, you're an asshole, it would have been World War Eight. It would have been done. But I'm not a jerk. Podcast over. I don't mean to be a jerk. I just get angry. I just get so <laughs> angry. Cause I'm telling you, the amount of things that I'm like in my crazy head, because things are all over the place, and I'm like, Okay, when we get to that, Eric's probably going to say this, then I'm going to do that. It's like a lot of things are set up, and they never work, but I can't no. stop myself, and especially when I'm on the Riddler, Eric. But two of the books that we talked about will be on. We on the Riddler. <laughs> now I'm saying, fuck you, Eric. The Patreon, I should actually get that, where I said that and use that for when we give a fuck you five. That would be pretty good, because <laughs> I flipped up. And I, it probably upset me every time I hear it, but. Yeah, I didn't say chicken strips, that's for sure. But two of the books that we talked about will be on the Patreon Spotlight. It's one of those where sometimes they do pick that deadly duo, but we uh-huh. have Shazam. I mean, if you want to hear us talk about Look, Shazam, I'm afraid the Shazam and the Flash are going to get picked. I think that it might be Shazam and the Peacemaker tries hard. <laughs> We're not doing that one. <laughs> Actually, that Batman issue is really big. It is so a big we'll issue. See. Like, Batman and Shazam, that would leave us with uh, pretty thin pretty thin rigs for the podcast. Now, I beg like Kyle, but that's the deal. And again, if you want to hear us, and I really love that Green Arrow issue. So if you sit in there and like, listen to this then asshole. I I'm like, listen to this asshole. You don't like anything. If you do go over to the Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science, you can hear. And it's almost an hour and 50 minutes podcast of those two books, but we really we're having fun and talking about that whole deal with Green Arrow about it being a feels like a rebirth and it feels like a proper Donna DC book. But I'm pretty sure that if you want to hear us talk about Shazam, which who wouldn't, Eric? Who wouldn't? That'll Fuck, probably, I already want to listen to it. That'll probably be on the Patreon spotlight. But we always announce it and I always tweet it out. So if you want to, you know, keep with your ear to the pulse of the Twitters, you end up following us at Weird Science DC and you'll see those things as well. We'll follow you back and you can. You know, throw shade at Eric, tell you, yeah, Jim, you really should have gotten mad at Eric because who did want yeah. a Kate Spencer? I mean, 
Then I'm yelling because you're like, well, we pretty sure I had a good point in there. I can't remember what it was. Your it point, I think it was a good your point. Your main point was that you hadn't had a lot of work with Kate Spencer in this actually. No, no, was I, I had some wraparound where the idea was like in John Kent, you would didn't like it's not said a Val Zod book or like a like oh. an Ultraman book. Well, something along those lines, but I don't remember exactly how I put but it, but I know it was thing. fire. I it was fire, huh? That's the thing when we're like we talked about the Blue Beetle. I want the Blue Beetle. I don't want Starfire. It's not a Starfire book. I do, I'm not going to give it props because all of a sudden Starfire was in it. You had a point with the Kate Spencer. You did get a little bit, oh, but it, it just felt like it was trying to be clever there. Oh, look and at even her. The She's idea of the alcoholic. The real Joker in LA, I don't want any parts of. I want the mm. faux Joker in Gotham City. Yeah, but he's being nursed to health by the Solomon Grundys. Ooh, I know, wait. but that's not the Joker that's on the cover, is it? I don't know, but he, he's dead. I don't know. That book's dead to me. I can't wait to get another fucking backup. What's with these fucking backups, too? I, I just don't can't know. stand. I was laughing today just as the last deal. I mean, we're going on too long in, in what most people are saying. Uh, I ended uh-huh. up where I was reading the Jimmy Olsen, the Superman's friend Jimmy Olsen, that was 10 cents, and it says, still 10 cents. And I was like, are you going to be like, hold the line at just a dime? I was coming up with these weird Pretty slogans. Good. So that would have been good, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I laugh when people, whatever happened to hold the line at two ninety nine? I'm like, well, it became three ninety nine, and then four ninety nine. Uh-huh. It still rhymes. Well, so you can with it. Yeah. yeah, so that's the Joker book, but. Really, I think that when people talk, and somebody did ask, actually say, you should make a video of what you what you would do to change the DC. I'm like, oh, oh. my. Me, little I old Jimmy. everybody, and either in the podcast or the Patreon yeah, spotlight. Fuck off. Right? What I would do, though, the backup's gone. That that would be. But they'll never I change the law somehow so I can slap people, and it's not against the law except for popular opinion where I'm still canceled, actually, and then I make things better. Was, was, that was on the Patreon spotlight, right? Yeah, where you said yeah, that you wanted to slap people <laughs> my employees then again i mean earlier we were really it's legal some, now it's okay weird things and you're an ableist but uh yeah that's it that's it eric the show is over but yeah please Look, i'm an over. ableist and people are gonna love it though because i turn the ableist who doesn't want to be in like you know in clutches into the villain booyah and, i did it and you just said booyah <laughs> i mean really how that's- much worse could you get then again, uh, we were yelling so about Stephen does. Hawking. FDR. No, no, I, I didn't do that. And that was me. <laughs> I'd love it if you end up Freddy, and he's not only just in the wheelchair. I use Quasimodo. But he's, he's, borrowed a fictional the, character. he's borrowed the cigarette holder from Penguin, so he really looks like FDR. That would be hilarious. You know who did the, Paul Meredith. You know who did the best FDR impersonation? That would be Ralph Wiggum. Though he was supposed to be George Washington. That <laughs> was like the best ever. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready. And they're like, oh, I think you have something wrong there. All right. But that is that. So, everybody, I hope that you would go and check us out on our Patreon. If you want to go over, there are previews to the shows. Uh, a lot more positive things there because the Get Fresh crew and the badasses. And then we get to pick things that we do. It's not just the crapshoot that is each and every week with these books that we try to do. You know, our due diligence and go through the books, as I explained. And I, I had mentioned before that Dad and Nation, he said, you know, why do you put yourself through this agony of doing things? But even something like a Lazarus Masters. Planet, like Lazarus Planet, Revenge of the Gods, while the it was terrible, there's things yep. that are going to be important from that going in the Shazam book. And, and that's the problem, that you're always going to get Maybe. the things that, well, I mean, something might in somebody, the hey, why do you is, do this? Yeah, I, again, yeah. that's what, you know. I'm saying, <laughs> or even that blue, I don't know about that blue beetle. I don't know, but the thing is, like, 
well, what about the Green Arrow? Like, you know, well, it's important to read Dark Crisis because this happened with Oliver Queen, but then you read Green Arrow. They changed what yeah, happened from Dark Eric, Crisis into that. But wasn't it important to know that they changed it, right? You, you got the... Right? It, it <laughs> took away know. my enjoyment. Yeah. So some of the books aren't the greatest book from the get-go. Ignorance is bliss. It's funny, too. Well, then I'm very blissful. But from the beginning... We would not let anything fall. We talked about every single book that came out. There was no ends, ifs, or buts Second about it. So really, we have kind of you know, backed off, especially with Continuity Kid over here. But it is true. If, if you're going to read something, at least read the things in continuity because those at least have the uh, you know, make chance. Make it matter. Yeah, and, and that's but you know, when you get this Harvard, it's not making shit matter. Maybe it is making Look, shit matter. It's not my fault that the book is shitty. It's supposedly in continuity. It's a Dawn of DC book. I don't think it's in continuity, but we have to keep doing it because maybe at some point it'll do something. Something. But like a Catwoman sucks, but it's going to cross over with Batman coming up. So exactly. that's the thing. That's the thing. And, and I'm telling you, and this is what I should have told uh, Dad Nation too when he Let was talking about it. just come and go, but characters live on forever, Jim. I'm trying to help his sanity as well as ours, but the idea where if you tell me right now, oh, we're not going to do the Catwoman book for a while, I ain't reading the Catwoman book for a while. <laughs> like That's out of sight, out of mind, and then you fall behind and shit goes wrong. But that's that. That is that, but a shout-out to Dead Nation. And I, I understand what he's saying, because it does get frustrating, but that's the nature of the beast, as they once said. I don't sang. know, the idea, like, why do you do these books that you don't like? All right, folks, this week's podcast, we have Green <laughs> Arrow and Action Comics. Yeah, see you next week. And see you later. It would be easy. It'd be in and uh, somehow it'd still be three What's hours. The uh, I, well, and what happens with the joke of the man who stopped laughing? Because you give it like a six and I give it a two. We get an average because yeah. that's out. I'd be happy with that. Oh, uh, well, but that's that. That is enough of this. So, hey, everybody, thanks too. a lot. Uh, you know, and I hope that you found something to like. Action Comics is the one, but. We tried to have fun with it. Hope that we succeeded. What do we say at the Green end? Green Arrow is the one. Well, that we yeah, say. Yeah, that oh. is true. That is true. That's right. Green Arrow was okay. Really I loved it. What do we say? Everybody Eric? have a great week. We keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. What the hell is even that? Thought I told you to shut up. Piece of shit. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. <laughs> weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Feels about who the things fuck I cares think about Manhunter in this book? People who cares about DC Nobody Comics Nobody cares whole. about Manhunter where they're reading a Joker book and she just shows up. The, 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 uh, the idea is, that we come to a Joker book and you're impressed that a Manhunter development? Yes, fuck I am because I like DC Comics. Yeah, but, but that's the not idea- the, the, the Joker book, not the Manhunter book. Okay, well, I guess I can't you. enjoy anything like except for John Kent in the John Kent book. Well, that's the thing. You did. <laughs> this Manhunter doesn't even fit the story. It's just shoved in because L.A. doesn't have anything. But, but she's why? there. Yeah, but it's there to just pad out fucking nothing. I thought it was handled well, is what I'm saying, for the idea of how a character feels who is goes to become an alcoholic because of what the life brings her to and sitting there in AA trying to be a better person for her son. I just thought it was pretty well done for an idea of a woman who is a superhero, who's a single mom, and wants to be better overall. That, well, you're right. I did look, and when they did announce this Joker book, I thought, I hope that we get Manhunter progression. And even then, it, it, it plays out that he, Joker just ends up showing up, and it's all thrown aside anyway. Do you think that any of this is going to make the Manhunter, Kate Spencer, any more viable or a better character going forward? Because nobody's going to. It keeps it relevant. 
by myself is getting old Sometimes I like to quit Does Eric even give a shit? Hanging around Him and Jess all over town Eric Shea Mondays always get me Tell when he talks that he's uneducated Dresses up like a goonie, his look is outdated Won't wear glasses out even though we can't see He's a vain SOB but he's America's sweetheart to me If he comes to your house you go broke trying to feed him Buys toys on eBay even though we don't need them Never eats just one burger, always gets two or three They call him a fat ass, he's America's sweetheart to me Oh, doesn't take care of himself And he might be six, five but he's got nothing else Oh, and he'll never commit That's why he never does shit He'll die alone by himself He talks horror movies, he'll light up a sink when he sings karaoke, he calls it a gig. On Evi Lies, ordered a fat man's goatee. His friends all left him, he's America's sweetheart to me. Oh, 